This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. I think we're going to start things out here tonight with a soapbox entry. And this is a relatively new addition to the show. I'm, I'm doing my best to uh, to keep up with them and occasionally work them into the program. But we've set up uh, the soapbox for those of you who who listen to the show, whether you listen live or uh, listen via podcast or online, perhaps uh, via the listen lines, which are brand new as well. But however you listen to the show, maybe for whatever reason you just don't feel comfortable calling in live, or maybe you just can't physically make it to a phone uh, you know, during the show. Maybe you're working. So the soapbox exists for you to uh, take advantage of, and it is essentially a voicemail line that allows you to leave a message up to three minutes in length, and we will consider it for use on the radio. Uh, because there are you know, so many calls that come into it, obviously we can't play them all, plus this is first and foremost a radio show that focuses on callers, so callers are going to get primary you know, um, attention on this show. If you're on, if you're on the lines, we are going to take your calls and not uh, play any soapboxes. But since we're starting the show out, nobody's on the line, let's, let's play a soapbox. By the way, let me give you the number. It's 603-722-0AMP, 603-722-0AMP. And that will allow you to, uh, again, leave a message about whatever you want. Maybe you want to comment on something we've already discussed. Maybe you have a question. You know, maybe you just want to go on a rant. It's up to you. And and like a regular soapbox, the idea here is maybe some people will pay attention, like us, and put you on the air, or maybe we'll just ignore it and hit the delete button. So don't feel bad if it never makes it on, because there's a lot that's uh, that's vying for the on-air time. All right, so uh, we go to the soapbox with a question from Ben. Hi, my name's Ben from Cheyenne, Wyoming, and uh, appreciate the show, appreciate the thoughts on liberty uh, I'm a fairly conservative Christian. I don't know if that raises flags for you, but I wonder if you guys would be just as passionate about liberty if the issues weren't cannabis or nude protests, uh, personal liberties like that. Would you be just as passionate about uh, a person's right for homeschooling uh, or even a person's right not to accept medical uh, assistance in different situations? Um, how, how far does your passion for liberty go? Thank you. Bye-bye. All the way, Ben. All the way. Yes, absolutely, well, to uh, to both of what he mentioned, uh, homeschooling, huge fans of homeschooling on this show, uh, the ability to refuse medical attention or you know, to essentially work outside of the establishment medical system with alternative treatments and things like that. I'm all in favor of it. I think the only way you can have liberty is by giving it to other people. There are, uh, you know, some issues I'm more passionate about than others, and I can tell you the two of them that I'm not particularly passionate about are cannabis freedom and uh, topless protests. Um, I, there's a lot of, you know, during a certain period of time we were co- focusing on that a great deal, but, you know, I think that you've got to let people do what they want to do if they're going to let you do what you want to do. Also uh, joining us here tonight for the program, uh, Julia has arrived. Julia, welcome back to Free Talk Live. Hello. Uh, any thoughts on whether you're just all about topless uh, freedom and, and <laughs> cannabis, or you know, how do you feel about homeschooling or uh, health alternatives? Basically, what you both said. I mean, I, I guess cannabis freedom would be something that's important to me personally, but there are a variety of issues that are pretty important to me, 
in that regards, and uh, education is one of them that is very important to me. I you went to school to be, to be a, a teacher. teacher, yes, mm-hmm. and I'm a huge advocate of homeschooling. So. so there you go, Ben. Hope that answers your question. And, you know, uh, I'm all in favor of personal freedom, and it's exactly for the reason Mark stated. 800-259-9231. Now, if only we could get more conservative Christian-type people to understand the, uh, the idea about freedom that you have to let others be free. And that means that you have to allow them to do things that, you know, you might not like very much. You might not like the fact that there are atheists out there or that there are Wiccans practicing their Wicca down the street from you or, you know, whatever it is that is uh, disturbing to a, uh, you know, kind of a traditionalist uh, Christian conservative type. Gay people. Oh, yeah. Gotta let Gay them people be free are a big too. issue generally. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, you got to allow everybody to be free and allow them to do what they want on their own property. You know, you've got your church. You've got your ho- your home. And clearly, uh, gay sex, if you have a problem with gay people, you probably wouldn't allow that to happen in your house. You know, that's your choice as the property owner. And that, that may make you a little uncomfortable. So uh, as a property owner, you get to decide what is and what is not appropriate. And I, as a property owner, get to decide what is and what is not appropriate. So if I want to uh, be topless on my property and smoking a joint, then that should be okay with you, just as uh, it would be okay with me if you want to put a big Christmas tree up in your front yard and a statue of Jesus or something like that. It happens. Yeah. So, hope that makes sense. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, and, of course, you can bring up whatever you want. Now, let's actually talk about marriage here. Because there is a a story that is really shocking. <laughs> like It's like a throwback to the 1800s, basically. And, Mark, you've gonna, you're going to share it with us. Yeah, uh, this is from the AP. Um, this is not something. Wait, no, it's from The Onion, isn't it? No, because no. that's what Johnson said to me today. Uh, one of my producers said that uh, he thought it was straight out of the onion, the way it's written. It's it's just it's amazing. Go ahead. Uh, out of um, New Orleans, uh, Louisiana Justice of the Peace said that he refuses to issue a marriage license to an interracial couple out of concern for any children the couple might have. Keith Bardwell, Justice of the Peace in Tanganpahoa Parish. Afraid I am not an expert in these uh, uh, Louisiana pronunciations, so if you're there and you want to correct me, that's fine. Says it is his experience that most interracial marriages do not last long. I'm not a racist. I just don't believe that mixing the races and believe in mixing the races that way. Bardwell told the Associated Press on Thursday, "I have piles and piles of black friends. Piles. They have. (laughs) (laughs) They come to my home. I marry them. They use the bathroom. I treat them just like everyone else." Bardwell what a weird says, quote. They use the bathroom. Well, I mean, you would think that if you didn't like black people that you probably wouldn't want them to use your bathroom. So I think that it's appropriate. I see. Um, Bardwell says he asks everyone to, um, who calls about marriage if they are a mixed uh, race couple. And if they are, he does not marry them, he said. Outrageous. It's outrageous. But I, I, I've got to say that, you know, this guy probably, I'm just guessing, has everyone's best intentions at heart here. Well, maybe it's also true that young couples in general don't. Uh, it is true. Don't tend to last very long. Does he also not marry young couples? Nope, just the, the interracial ones. He doesn't mention that. Um, that goes, doesn't go. It doesn't go into that. It, it could be, but wasn't mar- weren't marriage licenses? Now, of course, the, the 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 pure liberty position on marriage is that it shouldn't be a government thing at all. 
that there should be no justice of the peace doing marriage ceremonies or handing out licenses. There should be no licensing board. You should not have to ask permission from some government bureaucrat in order to express one's eternal love for another human being. What you should have to do is find somebody who will marry you. You know, if you can find somebody who will marry you, if maybe the Unitarian Church for, uh, for gay people or whoever it is that you can find to marry you, then that should be it. That should be as far as you need to go. There should be no governmental uh, involvement at all because wasn't it originally created the marriage license to prevent interracial marriages? It, that is part of its history. It's not its entire history, but it's, it's there. It's all wrapped up in there that marriage licenses are essentially intended to prevent black people and white people from getting married. And it was back during t- the time of slavery, was it not, or just shortly thereafter? Shortly when- thereafter. Yeah, so, I mean, this is really a throwback to the 1800s. This guy could have been alive in 1887 or something like that. I I kind of feel for the guy a little bit. I mean, he... For the justice he, of the peace? Yeah, he has some reasons here that I don't think are entirely out of the... Uh, the, the what you know, are the his realm reasons beyond the fact that he doesn't think that, uh, that inter-races should mix? He said that uh, he believes that uh, in black communities and white communities, neither black communities and white communities are the children's uh, readily accepted offspring of such relationships. And, uh, he, you know, so he's concerned what? for the children of the relationship. He's concerned about kids being mulatto? Yes. He's concerned that they won't be accepted in black society or white society. Whatever this that guy, might mean. he's claiming he's not a racist, but he's a separatist. He's, uh, to some extent, he is. Absolutely. He <laughs> says, I've disgusting. been a justice of the peace for uh, 34 years, and I don't think I've mistreated anybody. I've made some mistakes, but so have you. I didn't tell this couple they couldn't get married. I just told them I wouldn't do it. So they have to find another justice of the peace. Who Essentially. Will one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Do you think that this is appropriate at all? Is there anybody out there that can defend this guy? Or you can bring up whatever you want. Toll free number is eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Carnation Evaporated Milk, the cooking milk that makes life richer. For rich and creamy recipes, visit us at thecookingmilk.com. We all have our roster of recipes, but eating the same dishes over and over becomes boring. Instead of throwing them out and starting from scratch, play with different ingredients to give new flavor to old standards. Try Thai spices instead of your usual Italian seasonings. That just might do the trick. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Free Talk Live, you can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those, including live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version, even a webcam, and brand new Free Talk Live listen lines. Uh, You can tune in on any phone, anywhere. Uh, so head on over to listen.freetalklive.com to get all those details. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Do you hate making those extra trips to carry in the groceries? For the last few months at my house, we've been using Totasac. They're a handle made of 100% recycled materials right here in the United States. It's designed to simplify all kinds of carrying tasks. Specifically, I think that it's best for grocery bags and probably those five-gallon buckets when the little handles break off. <laughs> Go to totasac.com and see what it looks like. It's T-O-T-A. S-A-K dot, dot com. And uh, you, know, you can buy yourself a family pack today. Totasac. They carry more than you can. 
a lot more. Totosec.com. The toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. The story that you were sharing with us, Marcus, from Hammond, Louisiana, where a justice of the peace has decided that uh, he's going public now about his refusal to uh, marry interracial couples. I think the, the public came to him. That's true. To. They're going. They're looking to uh, possibly file some sort of discrimination uh, charges against this guy. And I think that this is absolutely outrageous. As long as you're going to have government marriage licenses, and I, for one, am not interested in a, in a marriage license. If if I were, if uh, if Julia and I were to be interested in in getting married, uh, which you know, we aren't necessarily, uh, but if we were, then I don't think Julia, you would want to get a government marriage license. I know I certainly would not. No. So I I don't really understand why anybody would want one, but I guess Mark, what you had said before about that is that. The reason you got one is because it gave, gave you some sort of insurance benefits or something yeah, like that? Yeah, my wife worked for the state at the time, and uh, many many insurance companies only cover um, if you are married, and, you know, that's that was so that was the case, so right. we went ahead and did that. And, and it's because of some sort of legal name issue, right, Like the, that you're legally attached to that other person, basically, is, is what's going on there? Yeah. Um, so well, you don't want people just uh, taking their insurance benefits and a single person and just pawning them off on somebody else, right? I, mean, you know, I hey, guess, yeah. Just so, everybody adding somebody else. Why would the insurance company want that? Yeah, I, I just I, – I could understand why some people would have reasons because the system is so ingrained in various different companies and, and the way things are set up. So I could understand having to – you know, if you feel like you have to get a license, then I can understand you getting one. But I, for one, would, would not be interested in it. And But in this case, if you are interested in getting a marriage license, then the government should not be discriminating against you. I mean, we've seen that at least society has progressed to the point where gay people are finally being allowed to get married in some places. I think that's a great sign, because I think that if you're going to offer the service, it should be available to anybody, any couple that, uh, that wants to get it. I, I even think that people should be able to get get married if they are more than a couple. I, mean, I don't whatever. know what I think about who should be able to get married and who shouldn't. Um, I, you know, I mean, I've, I've heard good arguments on on every side. But however, what I can tell you is is that I don't think the state should be involved, and that's where the um, the argument essentially but should end. The state end. is involved. The state is involved. And so, while the state is involved, doesn't it make sense to give interracial couples and uh, gay people marriage licenses? It seems to me that they pay the taxes to pay this guy's salary, so they should be absolutely um, right. But in a free world, this guy wouldn't have to to marry people he doesn't want to marry. I agree it with that. It sounds to me like he's coming from the heart on this, and he wants the best for everyone, as misguided as he might be. And yeah, his idea of the best is to keep the races separate. He's sick. That's his idea, and as misguided as he might be, it is his freedom to do so. It's the races mixing together that is going to help eliminate racism. I concur. So it's just so dis- so disappointing. But that's not to see the way this. he sees the world. I understand how I understand the twisted, bizarro way he sees the world, and I just think it's absolutely outrageous. Now they are looking into some kind of uh, lawsuit, as I understand it. I, I guess a discrimination lawsuit, some sort of federal level kind of thing. And you know, I wish them good luck with that. I don't know if anything will occur. I may, sometimes the you know the, the the process works. Most of the time, it doesn't. It seems to me that that's going to work this time. You think? Maybe. This guy. <laughs> if the media jumps on it, it's more likely to, I think, go in their favor. But I don't ever get my hopes up about these kinds of things. I mean, I just had a, a meeting with the city manager here in Keene yesterday. And this has what to do with interracial marriage? It has to do with the fact that when you've got uh, bureaucrats behaving badly, they don't do anything about it. They protect each other. They're not going to be able to protect this guy. 
I don't know about that, Mark. I this mean, I, I hope you're right. Flint napping uh, club wielding caveman has no hope of being spared in the uh, media onslaught. We have a a caveman around here that attacks people that are in handcuffs. One of the police officers knocked somebody over. Not uncommon. Okay, it's still a club-wielding, dangerous man who's hurting people. There's that, and you've got an EMS worker, a captain on the EMS squad, who's uh, who has no problem with walking up to a video uh, videographer and stealing their camera out of their hands. So and so, we've got video footage of this EMS worker coming up and grabbing my cell phone camera out of my hand. So I go to the city manager and I, you know, I say, look, you know, I'm not interested in pressing charges because I'd rather forgive the guy. But I'm just curious, what's the city's policy on dealing with theft, employee theft? Is that an unreasonable question to, to ask? You know, just curious. What, what do you guys do when your employees get caught? And I'm not talking about the ones doing tax collecting because we know that's theft. But I mean the, this guy who's caught on film snatching my camera, assaulting me and snatching my camera from my hand. What's your policy? You know what the policy is? They don't have one? Well... First, you have to go and file charges uh, with the police department, get the police department to investigate the crime, and then if the police department ascertains that a crime has indeed uh, been committed, they will take over the filing of the charges, and they will file charges against the city employee. Those charges will then go... A theft is only a theft if we say it's a theft. That's correct. Those charges will will then go to the city manager. The city manager will probably then put the employee on paid leave while they are given, you know, the opportunity to investigate further or, you know, ascertain what to do. And, uh, you know, the discipline down the line, should he be found guilty of those uh, charges, would be that he may be uh, had a, you know, stern talking to, which I think would be fine. I think that would be appropriate. Just like, hey, cut it out. You're stepping out of line. This is not your job. You should be an EMS worker and you should be focusing on saving your patients and not harassing the members of the media that are standing around you. So that would I would have been a fine answer if he just said, "Oh yeah, we'll sit down and we'll talk to this guy. He's really out of line, and you know we'll make sure that he doesn't ever do it again." That would have been enough for me. But no, no, no. It's go to the police department, file charges. If they decide it's okay, then we'll take it up. Then we might might possibly put him on paid leave, and then maybe there's a chance that he might get fired. But that's not all, because if that's if that were all, it would be just a big pain in the ass and really annoying. But there's more to it than that. Turns out. That the entire EMS squad that was there that day is all covering up for their buddy. Turns out there's a thin red line as well. I've talked <laughs> about the thin blue line. I blogged about this over at freekeen.com recently. The, the police have their thin blue line. You familiar with that? I, I, know, that the, I know that people use that, uh, that terminology to describe the, the sort of the, the, the club mentality, the, the team mentality that the, the police have and the way they protect each other. So, yeah, that is exactly what the uh, thin blue line is. In fact, in many cases, you can see the thin blue line as a gang symbol that the police use. They'll put a sticker on the back of their regular car, you know, they, that they use as reg- when they're not on duty. Uh, one of them, one cop I saw recently had one of those uh, wristband things that are so hip the these days. The rubber ones? Yeah, the rubber wristband. And that one had, it was black with a thin blue line running all around it. So, uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about the the thin red line and how these EMS workers are now lying to cover for their captain, who's been who's you know caught on camera stealing my camera. More coming up. It's free talk live. It's just proof you can't do anything about it. In an ancient time. 
in a land where the fates of mortals were determined by gods, only one man had the courage to defy them all. Fear nothing, and let's show death and the gods alike that we're the ones to be afraid of. Odysseus, the rebel, coming this October from Big Head Press. Pre-order the graphic novel for only $12.95. Visit ComicShopLocator.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other fine booksellers. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, they are free, and they include the updates you get signed up in. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates. Dot freetalklive.com. Get your liberty message to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece. Do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different liberty sayings. Go check them out and let your voice be heard with libertystickers.com. So change the system with the system, they say. Oh, if you don't like something about the system, you can just work within it to uh, to get it changed. And one of the things I don't like is that there are police around here and all across the country and around the world that are regularly abusing people and locking peaceful people in uh, jail cells uh, all over the place. And even though some of them know that what they're doing is wrong, they keep doing it because, well, I'm just doing my job. And then most recently, we found out that there's even an, an EMS worker here in Keene, New Hampshire, that uh, is, is guilty of stealing, openly stealing something. He stole my cell phone from my hand as I was videoing uh, them as they were doing their job, taking a patient out of City Hall the, uh, a couple weeks ago. And you can see the video of that at freekeen.com. What are you laughing about, Mark? I am chuckling at something I read. Oh, okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, so you can see the video of this happening. You can see it's quite clear that I am in nowhere. I'm not even in the the near vicinity of this guy. He's doing his thing at his tr- in his little uh, ambulance, and I'm standing several feet away, more than several feet away, just recording the uh, the scene in general. He approaches me, snatches my camera from my hand, and goes and passes it off to one of the sheriffs officers that was there and you'd think to yourself man this is open and shut i mean it's clear it's got it was captured from two angles sam was standing elsewhere the reason he didn't steal sam's camera is because sam's camera is uh, you know a ten thousand dollar camera and it wouldn't have been would have been easy for him to just grab it one-handed out of sam's hands so he he came to me and stole my cell phone camera which is much easier to uh to swipe oh he snatched it right out of your hands he sure did nasty he's very nasty about it and very very uh rough about it too he, he kind of also grabbed my hand as i was holding the camera and it was, it was not very nice so you'd think you've got him dead to rights i mean you've got video evidence from two angles of this guy losing his cool and stealing something evidence from evidence well right you'd think that'd be good enough right you'd think that i mean if i went into walmart and i said uh Sir, your man, your uh, your manager here in the electronics department attacked me physically for whatever reason. I don't know why he would, but you know, if if some employee of a department store attacked me and I went to the manager and I said, "Look, this I just got attacked in the other aisle over there." Really? Well, let's review the tape because they've got you know security cameras everywhere. Sure enough, he did attack you. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll just we'll take care of this right away, and can we get you a gift card or whatever? Because private businesses are interested in making good if they've got a customer that's not being completely unreasonable. 
right? I mean, if you're if you're being a, a totally unreasonable customer and a total jerk, then they might tell you to get lost. As long as you're not talking about cell phone companies, I entirely agree. But at least in that case, if they tell you to get lost, you don't have to come back. Unless you you've got a contract with them for two years. You don't ever have to uh, – you, you don't. well, I mean, when you sign those contracts, Mark, it says they can do whatever they want, basically. It does. Um, but, you know, you, you, you don't have to patronize that business again. It's not the way with the city. If the, uh, the city government people abuse you and they don't do anything about it, then you can't do anything. They'll just tell you the old line of uh, the cliche of, well, if you don't like it, you can leave. And go find yourself a city government that doesn't abuse anybody. Right? <laughs> doesn't take people's uh, property at the, or take, take their money at the pain of losing their property. So I'm chatting with the, uh, the city manager about this, just asking him what the policy is. Well, I can't do anything until you go to the police department and fill out a form and then uh, you know, submit an investigation and they'll do an investigation. They'll determine if it's uh, you know, crime. And this if guy's it got is. a union, you know. Right. There's this big process to go through if you want them to do anything. And I said, hey, look, I don't want to file charges. I have already forgiven the guy. It doesn't sound like it. What, what's that? Well, you're harping on it. You've been harping, harping on it for two segments now. You're... I have to explain the situation, Mark. All the right. reason I'm telling you this story, as I explained to you earlier, was to tell you that nothing you can do will stop these people. So you haven't let me finish the story. All right, man. So the rest of the story is, sure, I've got all this video footage, but the word, the city manager then tells me, well, he's heard from the fire chief that according to the crew that was there that day, I was getting in the way. That I was interfering with their ability to uh, to take care of their patient, and so therefore as he was if, already in the vehicle by then. By the time he stole the camera, yes, yeah. that's true. And you can just see the look on his face too when he comes over and snatches it out of your hand. Yeah, that that yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you'd think that it's open and shut, right? Well, maybe they're going to claim that. Well, I was interfering when the video cameras weren't pointed in my direction. Because the story from the entire crew, allegedly, is that I was interfering and getting in their way. And so, therefore, the city manager says, if I was interfering with the EMS squad and getting in their way, then it's, it's A-OK that this man stole my video camera. He tells me this. We've got him on video saying these things. So it's A-OK. Even if I was interfering, which I was not. I was never in the way of these people at any moment in time. And, the, and of course, I have witnesses that would testify to that, but they don't matter. Well, you couldn't get it brought before a jury anyway to see the evidence. Right, because it's all administrative. Because it has to be, well, even so, you can't get him charged because the cops won't charge him. No, the cops won't charge him. In fact, that's another factor. The cops' investigation into the situation was closed as unverified. Uh, There's some term that they used. Inconclusive? Something like that. They just, uh, white, they just blew it off. So, so there's nothing that can be done here. I can't stop paying them. They'll take my house from me. You know, what do you yeah. what do you do? So I, I'm there talking to this guy about this. And and he tells me that the EMS crew is saying that I was getting in their way. Well, if that's true, wouldn't it have been more appropriate to have one of the armed men, the sheriffs that were standing right there at the outside of the building? The sheriffs were there with the EMS crew the entire time. They were essentially guarding the EMS crew. If I were in their way, don't you think one of the sheriffs would have come over and removed me, perhaps even arrested me for interfering with the business of the EMS? Wouldn't that make sense? You would think. You'd think. But I wasn't in their way. That's why that didn't happen. 
Well, I I think it's pretty clear that it's difficult, that it's nigh impossible to uh, to penetrate uh, right. City Hall's uh, defenses when it comes to their using their legal system. Even We've- though you have crystal clear evidence, they all band together and they protect their own. If one of their buddies is in trouble, they all get their story straight. Okay, guys, look, let's just say that he was in our way. And we'll all say that he was in our way, and then he was interfering, and then there's nothing they can do about it. Because there's nothing they can do about it. And the city's not going to do anything. They believe their employees. So I just felt, I, you know, I just thought I'd explain this to you. So that's why I don't think that these folks are going to have any success down there with the justice of the peace. Who's going to go after the justice of the peace for this? His buddies in the city? Well, I... I <laughs> Seems pretty unlikely. It's a long, circuitous path back to the justice of the peace here. However, um, I do... Uh, you know, th- this story is just too huge. Um, we've gotten it. Right. It's going to go farther. <laughs> Let me know. Whoever sent that to you, hopefully they'll send us uh, the update when it when it happens. I but think I got this out of Freedom's Phoenix, actually. So There this is, is no recourse. This That's is from Minneapolis-St. Paul, and it's been picked up by uh, the Associated oh, Press. That was Louisiana. Right. The okay. story is gotcha. from K-A-R-E, right. Minneapolis-St. Paul. It's about Louisiana. This guy is in big you know, he's we'll in big see. trouble. He's not going to be a, a justice of the peace any longer. That's all. We'll see about that. Uh, and and that's different, isn't it? A justice of the peace isn't that different from a, a judge? Depends on where you are, and and you know, basically, it it just depends. In some cases, or in some some locations, aren't they essentially kind of like the guy that works at the UPS store or a bank uh, yeah, officer or something? Sometimes like it's just that? a regular old guy that it has been dubbed. You are a justice of the peace. Yeah. Okay, maybe you're you're right there, Mark. If he's not an actual city employee, then he may be more vulnerable. But if he's on the inner loop, if he's one of the uh, the the good old boys, he's gone. He's untouchable. It doesn't. It does, no, it's it doesn't matter. He's he's gone. Um, it doesn't. Uh, the, the 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 bad part here is is that somebody's gonna have to write a big check. The people of this this impronounceable parish are gonna have to write a check to somebody who couldn't get married by this guy. Probably they heard about him and came to him specifically in order to uh, stop him from his uh, you know race uh, uh, discriminatory ways. So the people of Tagapahoa Parish are going to have to bear the, the for all the, the you illness. know. For all you know, Mark, the, their their rules state that a justice of the peace can deny anybody for uh, you know certain reasons, and it may fit within their uh, may, their interpretation of the rules. May just decide that he's by the book. Find yeah. another justice of the peace if you don't like it. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Ring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian here. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whatever it is you need to buy, whether it's something you need or something you want, they probably sell it there. 
and probably going to get a pretty good deal. And maybe even free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of their new items at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Are you frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live? And are you tired of the oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life? Well, if you knew that thousands of liberty-loving people were all moving to the same place and getting active, would you join them? You can. Just join the Free State Project and come on up here to New Hampshire. FreeStateProject.org. That's FreeStateProject.org. Let's go to your phone calls. To the fun, George is in Arizona. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, George. Hey, guys. Uh, I was going to call in and talk about jury duty, but I was just listening to um, uh, Ian talking about um, claiming that his phone was stolen. I, I saw the video. I, I thought you were interfering. I thought you were being a pain in the ass, really. Well, um, how was I interfering, you know, sir, by holding a, a cell phone standing several feet away? Can you explain that? Well, and I, don't, how- I, don't know, I don't know if it was you, but... Um, it, it could have been the other guy who was like yelling at him, and, and you're you're right next to the to the um, ambulance. Okay, so and was I, it me that was yelling at them, or was it another guy that was yelling at them? Because I'm not the other guy. Well, I mean, you, you were you were with the other guy. I mean, you're in a group together yelling, oh, and obviously really? trying to make a scene. And um, you know, why pick on the ambulance driver? He's what, supposed to be helping. What makes friend. you think that anybody's yelling at the ambulance drivers? Can you explain that? Why do I think that? Because yeah. I saw the video. Okay. And what did the people yelling at the ambulance drivers yell at them? Um, yeah, tell me what to do or I, I don't have to stop filming or whatever. Oh, okay. So I mean, what you're it, saying is after – let me see if I'm cl- I can clarify you here. What you're saying is after the ambulance driver decided to single out Sam, who's from uh, the Obscure Truth Network, a member of the media who was holding a video camera and recording the uh, the entire scene as per the request of the man who was on the stretcher, uh, the man that was attacked by one of the police officers here, you're saying that after the ambulance driver decided to target Sam and threaten him with, you're violating HIPAA regulations and the federal crime and blah, 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 blah. And that's when Sam said back to the man, well, well I will continue to record. Why doesn't Sam just step back, let the guy do whatever he has to do, whether he's a jerk or not? Um, let the guy transport your friend. Um, he's in charge because your friend's uh, apparently you know, injured himself so bad he needs to be transported on a No, he didn't injure so, himself. What? He was attacked by a police uh, by a policeman. He was, in- he was injured so bad that he needs to be transferred on a stretcher. So I, I deferred to the ambulance driver to... You Were know, you saying, George, that Sam was in the way of the ambulance driver and somehow, somehow interfering I, with him? He, he was in a way enough, and, and you were in a way... Can, can you give um, me an example of that? that? He was able to grab your camera. You're full I mean, of it, he dude. He wasn't in the way at any point in time. You're full of it. George, do you think that people should be able to be filmed if they want to be filmed while the government people are doing their jobs to them? Don't you, I mean, don't you think that, uh, that Kurt had the right to be filmed if that's what he wanted? Is the is it a, is it a, I mean I don't think the government or whether it's a private ambulance makes a difference. Oh, I don't either. Um, Do you think that? Um, but okay. but it so, does. So it makes not, a little bit of really difference. Relevant. Well, if you're in public, it makes, it makes so, a little bit of difference because the fact is that we all have to pay their salaries. So I feel that a public employee on public property working for the public should be able to be filmed by the public. Yeah, definitely. You can get back. You don't have to be yelling at the ambulance He driver. wasn't yelling. You, you, you already pointed out, with- George. George, when I asked you what you were talking about when you claimed he was yelling, you said that it was after the ambulance driver decided to target him and yell at him for videotaping. So Sam was not yelling no, he, at the ambulance he driver. He was right responding. He was responding by the back doors. He didn't just tar- he didn't like run 20, 20 yards away and say, hey, stop filming me. No, he, there was a guy standing right next to the ambulance filming um, there's a big commotion. He was not in anyone's and, way, and George. And you are. But I, I deferred to the ambulance driver. 
whether or not he's a, a private ambulance driver or a public official or whatever, I don't think that matters. I think you guys should have uh, stepped back. Uh, now is not the time to make a point. Stepped back from what? But, Stepped back from what? You're uh, not even George, alleging he was in the way. George, Kurt wanted to be filmed. That he grabbed your, you were close enough that he grabbed your camera when he was walking by, right? No, he made a beeline towards me to grab my camera. Go watch the okay, video I, again, George, I, I, and call I, I, us back. I, I, Goodbye. I, I, Thank I, I, you. I don't want to hear it anymore. You're misrepresenting everything. Free, uh, Freekeen.com. If you uh, if you look, you're going to probably have to scroll down for a bit. I don't know what you can search for, but EMS will probably pull it up. The video footage of this happening. Sam was over by the ambulance, but at that time, there was no one in the ambulance. The EMS workers, except for one guy, were not anywhere near the ambulance, and Sam was in no way in the way of that EMS worker. Nor was I. He made a beeline for me, stepped through the bushes to come after me to get my camera from me. You can see all of it. So don't give me that nonsense, George. You're full of crap. 800-259-9231. That's, George wants to get you real bad. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Well, he's, he hasn't gotten anything. Just making making himself sound like an ass. Let's continue and go to uh, let's go to Dave in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. Ian, that's bad propaganda, man. See, Liberty needs some good propaganda and some lobbyists. You got you got to pay some money. See, Liberty ain't gonna make it because of that fact. It's got no lobbyists, man. Hmm. They don't pass fifty grand around. Like if if that cop would have come up to you and took your camera and they knew that you was the the Liberty lobbyist and that you was the one ha- handing out the cash and the trips. They'd left you alone. Might be true. That's the problem, see? How did the ACLU do it? I mean, it's not like they're getting any money out of the deal. Huh? How does the ACLU do it? Uh, they they get money. You know, they, they get their federal money. They get their uh, donations and everything, you know. They got good lobbyists. Well, the ACLU sues. They have Liberty, uh, lawyers, Liberty, not lobbyists. I think that right the Liberty activists could learn from that. propagandizing with TV shows, you hear that? They're, you know, like, oh, everybody's going to go to the community service, or we all got to join the, the... Oh, the, yeah. Did you hear about that, Dave, with the uh, the, the propaganda that's going to be put into network television over the next well, few see, weeks? That's why I say Liberty don't got good propaganda. Right now, yeah. Liberty gets all the bad propaganda. Those are the guys well, out in the you We're know. doing our best, Dave. I mean, and that's like the problem with the free state project you guys got now. If you could say, "Hey, we got a job for you over here, and you could come and make some money," they'd be there like online to get to the free state thing. Well, there are know? jobs in New Hampshire. I don't well, have a job for them. More. You got to make. You got to advertise it. You know, you got to have. That's all happening, know? dude. I mean, look. I understand what you're saying, and I generally agree with it because there there isn't a lot of uh, liberty oriented media out there. You can pretty much count the major players no, and it's on one hand. Mouth. And if you do b- proclaim it, you're a terrorist. Yeah. It's no easy that, road that, we have. That's no what doubt. we're up against now. The brainwashing. You know what it's all about? Money, man. Capitalism and the fact that. Mark got married because the insurance company wouldn't 
give him the blessing. <laughs> Thanks, so, Dave, for the call. Good call tonight. 800-259-9231. I he think, does hate insurance companies. Yeah, he does. I, I, I think he's on to something, though, that uh, the, the Liberty Movement really needs some help in the uh, the media department. It really does. I mean, media and legal. I mean, I think that the Liberty... Well, you know, yeah. What I'd like to see up here in the Free State Project, 50 good lawyers move up here. There's one good... Uh, there's at least one or yeah, two. Yeah, are, yeah. It's, it's fantastic. There's, uh, there's A new one just that. moved up, actually. Just there's three recently. that I know of off the top of my head. But... Uh, you know, three, good. Thirty, better. Right. The uh, And the more media, the better as well. And, of course, the, the media that's here is mostly amateur. They're not uh, people that are getting paid. or. There's profiting. not much media in the state, period. I'm, I'm sorry to say. That's true. As far as general media or, or major media, you're right about yeah. that. There's uh, one TV station, I think. One TV station, the whole darn state. That's about it. And if you're not counting the, the local access. Right. Uh, which is actually fairly well watched because there are no networks. Right. Uh, as a result. So, uh, so the toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. But as far as uh, Liberty Media is concerned, they're really, like I said, you can, you can count the big players on one hand. I mean, John Stossel, he's probably one of the biggest. Penn and Teller, they're hu- pretty huge. I mean, they've got a cable show, so their, their viewership is going to be limited. But now Stossel's on Fox Business Network, so that's also cable for him. So I, I don't know if there is anybody who's liberty-oriented and on major network uh, television these days. I can't think of anything. Nothing that I can think of off the top of my head. But most people don't. You know, network viewership is going down, down, down every single true? year. Sure. Well, that's good to know. Uh, in fact, there is a story about the network TV companies essentially working with the White House to uh, put some propaganda into your favorite television shows. We can tell you about that coming up here in a little bit. Take your calls as well at 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. But as far as other Liberty Media, uh, Penn & Teller, John Stossel, I mean, Free Talk Live is probably the biggest liberty-oriented show on the radio with yeah. 50 stations. If you don't count the uh, plus. you know the, the, the less liberty-oriented uh, I mean, radio shows. I real liberty oriented shows there's nothing else i mean there's some there are some real libertarians that have local talk shows yeah. in some markets so 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line bring up whatever you want hour two's coming up it's free talk live attention all active duty members and veterans of the u.s military your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for accessing their websites. Ours is free at freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. Beth is in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Beth. 
Hi, I just wanted to make a comment about you getting your phone stoled. Yes, by um, an EMS uh, worker. Yes, from the EMS workers. They weren't mad because you were interfering or too close. They just were mad because it was caught on film how bad they bumbled up loading him onto the ambulance. Well, the time by the time they bumbled loading him, I believe that I had already had my phone stolen. If I'm not oh. mistaken, you can you can see the video footage at freekeen.com to search for EMS. Well, I think um, what the reason that they took it is it, to me is is pretty obvious that the, uh, the the liberty activists here in town have made enough of a nuisance of themselves that most of the city workers and a good portion of the population just doesn't like them very much. And it's uh, no excuse for stealing. No, it's not. And and the, uh, the the you know the captain there of the paramedics basically said, I'm not putting up with this crap. I'm going over and I'm going to teach these young whippersnappers what for. Well, like I said, to I, I want to I I say I appreciate uh, that he did that because it made for some great video footage, really. Uh, but yeah, he, I think that I don't think they planned on dropping the uh, the stretcher, which is what they did. And, and Sam got some real clean footage of them just being kind of sloppy with Kurt's stretcher. I think that accidents happen, and I you know I don't blame them for that particular thing. But I'd already had my phone stolen by the time that happened. Anything else you want to comment well, on, Beth? I'm sure they. I'm sure they didn't. That's the kind of thing they didn't want to be on film, though. I bet you're oh, right sure about, about that. that. But it's not like anybody can hold them accountable. You you can't I, hold. I'm these not people. saying they they could have. You know, I'm not saying that it was that bad. I mean, they might have accidentally. You know, I don't think they did it on purpose either. But I'm sure they didn't want it on film, and that's one of the kind of things that they have an issue about getting filmed. Thanks yeah. for your thoughts tonight, Beth. I appreciate hearing from you. They really don't want to be on film for accountability reasons, too. She's right about that part. Um, you know, they, I, I would say that there's there's an amount of what I was saying previously in it, too. But, yeah, they don't like it. And it was, um, you know, you, you get a picture of the, the bureaucrat's mind, at least here locally, if you listen to this local uh, talk show. And the, the a local talk show called Talkback, yeah, which you that, can get at freekeen.com. The the gal there, uh, Cynthia, said basically, well, I think these liberty activists, or you know, whatever term she said, these these uh, free state free staters, or whatever term she used, are really just trying to film these people so that they can catch them in the act of doing something wrong. But our bureaucrats are very good. You know, mm-hmm. she didn't say bureaucrats, but our employees are very good. And da 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 da. Right. So she essentially admitted that she didn't want them. If they're good, what's the problem? What is the problem? In 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 fact. Uh, to that whole mentality of, well, our city bureaucrats are upstanding people. They're fine, fine gentlemen. And maybe some of them are. You know, I'm not going to say it's the entire EMS squad that are bad guys, but I will tell you that the, the crew that was there that day were all lying. And the city manager, when I met with him, was trying to tell me that these are honest people. These are good, honest people. Well, they're lying. And they, it's, it's easily proven that they're lying because we've got the video footage to prove it. But, of course, they could just say, well, well, Ian was interfering with us when he wasn't on camera. And there'd be no way for me to refute that beyond to provide witnesses that would show that I wasn't anywhere near them. But that doesn't matter. It won't matter what the Liberty uh, people say. It won't matter what the citizens say. It matters only what the bureaucrats say. By and, and large, that's true. And if the bureaucrats have their story straight, and they sure do... They've got a union. Yeah. And they're, they're untouchable. And what do you do about it? 
well, you work within the system, you get elected, and then da 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 da. So 30 years finally down the line, maybe we can possibly get some people elected and change the system. I'm not denying that the system can be changed. I think it is possible here in New Hampshire with enough political action. There's a diff- there are different circumstances for, um, you know, d- uh, we're, call, um, call for different actions. I think that there are times to use political action to solve certain problems. I think that medical marijuana, for instance, is probably best solved through the system. However, um, when you're dealing with uh, things like this, I think that every liberty activist everywhere should be f- filming every bureaucrat constantly. Absolutely. You know, and if it's, At the very least, if it's done recording. enough, if it's done enough, they'll just give up. So I'm of the opinion that there's civil disobedience to be done here. They'll give up at like cracking down. Or yeah, something? they will. Or they okay. will. The, the, the bureaucrats will just give up. Yeah. They, you know, they they don't like cameras, but at some point or another, they'll just get so used to it that there's nothing they can do. They keep on right. dragging people off to jail, keep on bothering them, and you know, it's nothing's happening. So they'll 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 give up. And so I think that there are roles for both of these things, and to poo poo one or poo poo the other. I didn't poo poo anything, did I? I? I didn't close. I just say, Mark, that I think that political action can work? Why do you keep painting me like I'm uh, poo pooing that? I'm the one that invited you to go out and flyer some houses this week. <laughs> well, you're doing it for a friend, and it's I'm going political. to. That's that's how all politics is. You do it for people that you like, right? I certainly wouldn't do it for somebody I didn't like. You do it for somebody um, I suppose you agree with. I mean, many people here yeah. in New Hampshire support the uh, um, politicians that they may never have met that they believe have the right yeah, stuff. I couldn't support. I, I couldn't support somebody that I hadn't actually had the chance to, you know, to have a conversation with at the, at this point because I don't believe a word a politician says. Let's go to your calls about anything at 800-259-9231. Mitch is on the line in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Mitch. Hi. Hello. I wanted to ask you a couple questions about gold-backed currency and what the reasons for implementing it are. Okay, sure. So my, my question is, I know that you've talked about it on the show before, and I don't remember each one of your particular views, but what do you think is more important reason to implement gold-backed currency, the uh, economic benefits or the fact that it will keep the government out of monetary policy and deficit spending. I'm of the opinion that, uh, you know, I would have said at one point the economic benefits. However, I, I do see some economic benefits of a fiat currency. They're, they are undeniable. However, they do create the boom and bust uh, scenarios that we have seen, well, since its implementation in part in uh, 1913. What are the economic benefits of the fiat currency? Can you run those by me, Mark? Well, like for instance, the, uh, the, the housing bubble. There were some benefits if you could have tweaked it so that that you know the the crash didn't occur, and that's really the it's the um it's the allure of a fiat currency is to be able to create elasticity in the market. Elasticity is uh it's it's code. It's a euphemism for stealing people's money. Right, but um, you aren't the one stealing. So what's the economic benefit to you? Well, uh, I mean, what was the economic benefit to you when the uh, housing market... Uh, Not you know, a when, damn thing. When, when houses continue to increase in value, yes, there was a benefit to not, you. No. See, a house isn't worth anything. It does not. A house does not appreciate of its own. It is a depreciating asset. Mm-hmm. That's why the roof falls in at some point. Um, so, okay. So are you saying you benefited from that policy? Sure I did. I bought and well, sold I'd, several houses. Okay. Good for you. But uh, generally, all across the country, it's not been an economic benefit because people not have today. lost their ass. I'm, so where is the economic benefit? Well, it's humans running these uh, the, the fiat currency. I think that it's possible that a fiat currency could be tweaked just properly. There's an allure to it, Ian. Just it's a power admit trip. You're saying it's a power trip? Well, no, it's not the power trip that 
other people, for instance, I benefited from the bubble. I bought and sold, and I also, um, you know, got hurt because I had a house, two mm-hmm. houses, um, when the bubble burst. But, um, you know, people people benefit, and they want to see things increase in value. So, and they, you know, investments. So, do you think more people benefited than than uh, have been hurt? Not. Um, in the housing bubble situation, no. Okay. So then there is no economic benefit. It's just an illusion. It's just a transfer of wealth. It's an unfair transfer of wealth from one set of people who happens to get in at the right time to another set of people that didn't get in at the right time and got screwed. So I'm not hearing an economic benefit. I'm hearing some problems. I'm hearing economic detriment. Uh, go ahead with your thoughts. Well, Do you yeah. have another question, Mitch? Oh, so my question was, which do you think is more important? Like, So if we were to implement or someone have a gold-backed currency then the boom-bust cycles would dissipate. Um, is that more important, or the fact that government then can't muck with your money anymore more important? Uh, that's a tough call. Um, I'd say that it's more important that the government can't get a hold of the money, because the government uses fiat currency to fight wars and kill people. Um, it would be one thing if all they did was create boom-bust cycles and steal people's wealth out from underneath them and all that other stuff. However, the the more insidious part is that they, they use... Uh, you know, you heard what George Bush said when we when we went to war with two different nations. Um, the, the, the nation wanted to get behind the government and, you know, whatever they wanted to do, he said, go shopping. He didn't say buy war bonds or anything like that, like at the, back in the day when there were was some level of uh, metal backing to currency. He said, go shopping. Also, the fact that the government wouldn't have control of the currency is in itself an economic benefit, so they're really not separate anyway. Thank you for the call, Mitch. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Listen up for something free from Ruger. From now until the end of the year, buy any new Ruger bolt-action rifle and receive a free Ruger-branded Carhartt jacket, both made in America. For more information, go to Ruger.com slash Carhartt. That's Ruger.com slash C-A-R-H-A-R-T-T. Ruger rifles are known for their rugged reliability, handsome style, unique design features, and represent the best value in rifles. Go to Ruger.com and check out a Ruger rifle today. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. Now, today, businesses, banks, healthcare providers, landlords, utilities, and educational institutions are plagued by a burgeoning rate of consumers who failed to pay their bills. You might believe this debt only affects those industries and businesses. However, when people don't pay their bills... All consumers, that means you, pay the penalties, which are manifest through increased prices everywhere. So if you have or know of any business that requires assistance with collections, tell them to call SACL CAI for a no-obligation, no-cost proposal. SACL CAI repositions companies to zero in on principal operations and regain their financial foundation. You can see their banner right at the top of the banner column at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. We will take your calls about anything tonight. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us again online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free. Uh, We've got things like the Shrine of Female Listeners with dozens and dozens of ladies uh, from around the world that have sent us their validated photo or video to show they are listeners of the program. You can see them. And if you are a lady listener, you can get involved at Shrine dot freetalklive.com let's go to your phone calls about what you want it's johnson in connecticut on the amp line hey johnson hey how's it going what's Uh, on your mind i'm in in need of some personal advice um actually just sort of 
it's it's drug information I need. And I've been looking at Arrowwood, and I'm wondering if any of the listeners might have any personal stories or whether or not you or Julia or anyone might know. Um, my little brother uh, came home and was high out of his mind on uh, some uh, lysergic acid imide or amide. It's LSA. Um, apparently, he ate some morning glory seeds, and uh, my mo- mother found out that he was high on oh boy. LSA. Yeah. And so she was certainly not pleased. How did she find and, out? Uh, because his eyes were like saucers. Um, it's essentially, it's it's similar to LSD, so it's like acid. So uh, any hallucinogenic will make someone's eyes open up very wide. And so he looked like he had just been to the eye doctor. Um, oh, my. What did he, he come, started, when did he come home? Was it at nighttime? Yeah, yeah it's night. But I would say, in general, kids, if your eyes are huge and you look like you're on drugs... Take the trouble, generally speaking, of not coming home instead of coming home on drugs. Just a word to the <laughs> yeah. wise. Parents tend to not like giant pupils. Yeah. But what do you so, know about LSA, Julia? Do you know much about well, it? I would say also that if you're going to uh, decide to do some of this stuff, and I do not recommend it, although I've done it myself, um, I I would uh, you know make sure you're, you've planned ahead. You're with somebody you trust because... You're you're a big yeah. target for being taken a huge advantage of in this, these circumstances. I, I agree with that. You should be in a, in a place that is uh, a nice set and setting, someplace comfortable around people that you're comfortable with, and you should be planning to stay there. Like the idea of taking LSD or LSA or whatever you know psychedelic we're talking about, and then two or three hours later coming home. To a parent's house or something like that. Now, look, like you say, Mark, I'm not encouraging that kids go out and do this, but I am acknowledging that kids will do it. And so I think the point of this conversation here is to talk about at least part of the point uh, is to talk about harm reduction and how, uh, you know, people can be as safe as possible if they are going to go through these steps. But uh, I mean, Julia, do you know anything about LSA? I know you're relatively well versed on LSD. Right. Um, Well, I honestly I've heard some pretty scary things about morning glories and LSA. Um, And I've heard thing that really concerned me is that I looked up the Arrowwood stuff and I looked up the trip report. Now, from the dosage information from Arrowwood, my brother took a fairly low dose of 10 seeds, which is very, very small, I guess, for LSA. But I guess when my mother called the Poison Control Center, she found that there's an interaction with Zyrtec, which is, you know, just an over-the-counter uh, anti-allergy medication, and apparently it reacts. So that's one of the things why you got to be really careful with taking drugs because you can have interactions if you're taking other things. Yeah. And apparently that may be what's happening because... My brother, like me, is a real logical A, B, C thinker, and it's clear he's being affected because, uh, you know, it's, it's exactly that, you know, that LSD kind of effect where it's like you can tell that the person isn't thinking straight by the way that they're speaking, <laughs> and his logical speaking has definitely broken down. So is this happening right now? Oh, he's on the way. I did not go with. So wait, where is he on the way from? Uh, from my house. To the hospital? To the hospital. Mm, I see. I well, there's am, not much advice that's going to be given at yeah. this point. The doctors are going to take care of it. But I, I think oh, Johnson's yeah, just curious. The doctors are going to take care of it, but I'm just curious just for my own edification. Since I'm here, if anybody has any experience or knows, I figured you guys would be the ones to... I had a friend once who did something really horrible physically, like hurt himself really bad yeah. the one time he took LSA. And I've just heard really sketchy things about it and that it can, like, 
go really horribly wrong. And so I've always chosen to stay away from LSA and Morning Glories. Yeah. LSD. I, everything is, I've heard is, about it much, is awful. As weird as I this seems really to say, it seems safer to me. If you want a hallucinogenic, I'd say stick to things like mushrooms, <laughs> LSD. Yeah. And make sure you know what you're doing as well, and that's why you are on Arrowhead.org, Johnson, which is a very uh, very uh, valuable website. It's a great resource for people to go to to learn about all kinds of different chemicals. And I don't just I'm not just talking about the you know the more popularized ones, but certainly there's more information. The more popular a chemical is, there's just more experiences and more you know frequently asked questions and things like that. Uh, but there are even experimental chemicals that are listed there. Uh, pharmaceuticals are listed there, and all kinds of information about people's experiences with these things. Frequently asked questions and more. It's all at Arrowhead.org. E-R-O-W-I-D dot org. If you insist on doing drugs, I highly recommend that you spend some time on this website before you do anything and learn about what you're getting into. Because exactly like you say, Johnson, I mean, people don't think about these things. Well, that's part of the reason why I'm calling, actually, is because I'm, I'm, I guess, disappointed in myself. You know, this is my brother, and... You know, it doesn't seem like he researched this very well in advance, and that bothers the crap out of me. So it's like I want to make sure that, I guess, anybody else, anybody who's listening and and thinking about that type of thing, that, hey, do your research in advance. And I think that anybody who is researched would be saying the exact same things that, you know, you've said and Julia said, which is, hey, if you read the trip reports on LSA, you're probably not going to want to take it because, wow, there are a lot of negative trip reports. (laughs) Yeah, you know, so I mean there are a lot, and I've I've never even really seen that ratio of negative trip reports on uh, Arrowhead before. So that in and of itself makes me a little bit worried. So where was he? Where was he coming from? Was he out with some friends? Uh, Yeah, he was with a friend, and he he got them through. He had them FedEx here to the house. Oh, He, he ordered them online. So these are just morning glory seeds, which are a regular plant that anybody can get anywhere, right? Right. Exactly. And he ordered them online and had them shipped FedEx right here to the house and uh, took them. And he, I guess he walked down to the – I live right next to a, uh, a state park, and he walked – or, yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. a state park. Anyway, he, uh, he walked down there and uh, took them in the park. And How decided old? to come back? Yeah, yep. sounds like mm-hmm. it. And, and he then, came back. Yeah. How old is he? Sixteen. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so, y'all, it's just another example of how it is that because of drug prohibition, what you have is one of the consequences of drug prohibition is young yeah. people who, ins- you know, they insist on getting high, so they're going to find some creative ways to do it. In this case, he's ingesting seeds. Uh, there's, it's not some sort of uh, chemical that's been processed in a safe laboratory environment. Uh, and clearly, as you say, he didn't do any research into this. He probably yeah. just got a recommendation from a friend, and they uh, decided to go ahead and do this. It's, it's a sad story, and I hope he turns out all right. Uh, I, hopefully he will. Thank you, Johnson, for calling in tonight on that. Sure. If you've got something you want to share in that area, 800-259-9231. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. I love the British Sovereign. It's about a quarter ounce, which is usable for a gold coin. They tend to be older and thus are numismatic and untracked by the government. They have the 100-year-old wow factor for the layman and are easily storable for emergencies. You can get them for only $288. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold. Dot freetalklive.com. 
The shipping is the same as it is for one coin as it is for 20. So try to get as many as you can at once. 877-857-9938, gold.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, you can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including things like the archives, so if you missed a moment of the show, they're right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience, totally free at freetalklive.com. Speaking of free, you can get a free audio book. Um, all you have to do is go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. You can choose from over 60,000 downloadable audio books there. The vast majority of them are unabridged, so there's a great deal of listening content for you. And you can get a free one to try it out, audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. All right, let's go uh, continue here taking your phone calls about whatever you want, and we'll start things out with Josh in New York. Josh, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Josh in New York, going once. Josh in New York, going twice. Let's try instead. He could have been a star. Nick in California. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, guys. Hey. How's everybody doing? Just super. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I listened to the podcast, and uh, last week, I think it was last week, you guys were talking about the flag saluting, and a guy called in about he was a businessman, and he didn't know whether or not he should salute the flag, um, whether it would hurt his business or hurt his networking possibilities. Um, right. Like if he was I, at I was some pretty, sort of uh, function, some sort of networking function where frequently a flag is uh, is pledged to at the beginning of said function. Correct. And um, I was raised a Jehovah's Witness until I was like 19. I'm 24 now. And um, all through school, I, I've not said the flag salute once in my whole life. I never had the reason to say it afterwards since I never did my whole life. And so, I don't know, I, I never really had any experiences where people ridiculed me too, too harshly. Hmm. I definitely had a lot of people who were curious and asked questions, but um, I was a little bit of an outcast because I was a Jehovah's Witness and you couldn't really associate much with people and, you know, but for the most part, I was pretty much treated fairly about it. Are you still a Jehovah's Witness? No, 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 no. I'm 24 now. I was until I was 19. What it... changed your mind? Oh, many things. Um, I've been through just about every every spectrum since then. But I think um, many things: music, uh, weed, um, <laughs> all kinds of things, really. You know, and they 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 kind of keep you in a box, and they make you. You can't read certain things, you can't watch certain things, you can't do certain things, mm-hmm. you can't really experience life. And so I just kind of came out of that box eventually and saw that it was a box and didn't want to be in there anymore. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a tough, oppressive God that won't let you uh, look at, other th- at, at some things that might make you ask questions. It's not really the God, by the way. But it's a tough, oppressive religion yeah. where introducing ideas is dangerous. It's dangerous to their hold and, over you. It's dangerous to uh, your association with them. If you if you start to learn about what's really out there and start to think for yourself, then you're, you're less likely to give money to the church. And I right? love the idea that the Jehovah's Witness is a relatively new religion where um, you know some people got together and decided we're going to read the Bible sort of newly. I'm, we're going to look at it from start to finish, and we're going to um, you know apply a different understanding to it and come up with uh, you know what we believe from it. But if you apply what you believe to the Bible, 
They don't want to hear that crap. It's only what those people originally that started sort of started the Jehovah's Witness movement. It's what they read from it that counts. It's kind of you know kind of interesting to me. Well, point and of there's, there's a very there's a very swift progressive like uh, punishment system to where if you show any signs of of swaying from how they believe, you know you get um, you get a little bit in trouble where you can't associate with certain, you know, certain people or at certain places. And then mm-hmm. you do it again and you get even more trouble where you can't associate with anybody. Before you know it, you're totally disfellowshipped and you have to spend a year going back to church three or four times a week and sitting in the very back and listening and then showing up, you know, two minutes before and leaving right when it ends just to show that you're still, you know, you're remorseful. And I mean, I luckily didn't ever have to go through that process. Uh, for whatever reason, they just kind of let me go, and they didn't. They didn't try to, you know, keep me in it. I'm, I'm fortunate, um, but so I know a lot out? of people, and I have a what? You just sort of walked out of it. Um, you said, you know, I'm done. See well, ya. my my mom raised me as a Jehovah's Witness, and she was a Jehovah's Witness until I was about 16, um, and then she kind of she fell out because of work, and she was really busy mm-hmm. with work, and my dad's kind of a nut, so he was he was not really into her going. Mm-hmm. So eventually, she stopped going. And I kept going because it was all my friends, and it was weird because at 16 is kind of when I accepted it as my religion. Uh-huh. A little late, most people do it earlier, and so I got baptized at 17, and all my friends were Jehovah's Witnesses. And then eventually, um, I lived by my, I lived on my own. I was an adult at that point, and I just stopped going. And I had a few friends, and they attempted, but I don't know. It was a relatively easy process, and it went to a point where I would sit in there and I couldn't even listen to it. It was, it was. There was like a an overnight change where I couldn't even listen to what was being said anymore without kind of going crazy in my head. So it was a point where I couldn't go back for that reason. And, you know, they let me go. And I have a lot of friends that are my age uh, that I was Jehovah's Witnesses with younger. I've got about four friends now that are no longer Jehovah's Witnesses, and we're all still friends. Kind of a weird thing, but one of them, his parents were really repressive, and they sent mm-hmm. him to Utah for some reform school. And, and now he's, you know, he's living on the streets more or less, and his parents abandoned him. You know, based wow. on him not believing in the religion and, you so know, trying, he was dabbling in marijuana and certain things, and eventually they had enough and kind of disowned him. So It's so sad when people are that harsh to their kids. It's like like the parents that find out that their uh, their son or daughter is gay and they completely disown them. You're not my son anymore. You know, that kind of stuff. It's awful. So a point of information about your uh, being a Jehovah's Witness, I mean, the reason you mentioned it in the first place was to comment on uh, not standing or pledging uh, to the flag or saluting the flag. So is there a a provision within the Jehovah's Witness religion that says you can't do that? Well, their ultimate stance is that they're no part of the world. I must say, I didn't like the Jehovah's Witnesses. Right after I stopped, I I had a lot of resentment, and I I didn't like them, and I kind of talked a lot of crap about them, but... When I, as I've come a little further actually into the liberty movement, I've, I've started to understand that I respect them a little more because they claim, just like Jesus said, that we are no part of the world. I don't really believe in God so much in that way anymore, but Jesus said these things. We are no part of the world, and we must act no part of the world. So Jehovah's Witnesses don't salute the flag. They refuse to participate in the military. They don't vote. They basically are... are oblivious to anything political or political issues. I know I was growing up, and my mom was, and my dad was, and every Jehovah's Witness I was was pretty much oblivious to government or political issues, except for, you know, they pay their taxes because Jesus also said, give what Caesar's to Caesar, you know, give Caesar's things to Caesar. So they're cooperative, but they don't participate. And so, you know, I, I appreciate that now, and I respect it, and I think that was kind of the groundworks for me 
in the liberty movement because I had no major connections and no major, you know, um, sympathies towards any specific party or p- specific political affiliation. So it kind of helps the transition a little bit. I can see well, that. You know? I'll, I'll be happy to give the government uh, my money when the government works for it. So I'll be happy to render under Caesar what is Caesar's. However, um, huh. the what my uh, my thoughts here are is I've had uh, Jehovah's Witnesses come to my home and try to recruit me in the way that they do. And the uh, I, you know quickly into the conversation um, not too not too many minutes into the conversation they find out you're a, a talk show host that does uh, you know issues oriented talk and the you know first thing they want to talk to you about is politics happened with the Jehovah's Witnesses you know they <laughs> relatively quickly wanting to talk about uh, the news of the day so you're saying these Jehovah's these Witnesses? Jehovah's Witnesses that I dealt with um, were you know not so not of the world they perhaps didn't vote but you know they they certainly knew politics. I, I tend to, I mean, potentially, you know, different parts of the world, I've heard different, you know, um, experiences with Jehovah's Witnesses, and they don't always qu- quite fit into what I understand them to be and what I experienced through 19 years of being one. But I do know that they'll use certain um, current events, situations, and ideas and concepts that are going around to, to leapfrog into, you know, into Bible issues and to say how, and, you know, Jesus foretold this or this was a prophecy of some sort. So, I mean, they come out with a Watchtower and Awake magazine once a week. Um, every week they come out with them. And, you know, they're always, they're always kind of cens- censored around, I guess, something that's relevant so that it's for the, it's for the people they're trying to recruit. So they want to make sure that people can relate, you know. Um, but I can, I can, I know the people that I experienced. You couldn't really sit there and have a political conversation with them without getting strange looks and asking why you even care about it. Always know? interesting to uh, to hear from folks as to their religious or theological experiences and why they chose what they chose. Thank you for your call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you, Nick. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. This is Free Talk Live. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those. And if you like the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can vote for us. Uh, we do need your votes. It is a very heavy competition month in the voting uh, monthly voting contest, which we participate at podcastalley.com, where normally we finish up the month in first place. Now, Mark, you were telling me earlier tonight that we are still holding the first place position, by, but only by a dozen votes or so. Yeah, like that. it's a hair's breadth, and it's uh, shrinking, actually. Yes, it is it's shrinking. So, uh, so, yeah, we do need your votes, and we need them as soon as possible at vote.freetalklive.com. If you've yet to do it, it's only once a month that you need to do it for us, and it makes a, makes a big difference when you do. So thank you in advance at vote.freetalklive.com. Let's continue with your phone calls. Jesse is on the line. Listening in Oregon. Jesse, you're on Free Talk Live. Jesse? Going once? Jesse, you're on the air. Yes, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Okay. Okay. So, um, first off, I wanted to say I, too, am a former Jehovah's Witness. Oh, wow. We have a lot of them listed to the show. Yeah. One right after the other. No, no, really. Um, (laughs) Oh. You know what? I'm having a really bad connection. I'm going to have to try a different time. You you sound fine. Just go ahead with what you have to say. Okay, so anyways, I just wanted to go on and tell you, I was listening last night to your call with Alex, 
and uh, he's the guy who goes to University of New Hampshire, and yes. he went to a campaign for liberty meeting, and um, was chastised for some sort of view. And normally you uh, refer to stuff like that as liberty minus one. And I right. just wanted to say that uh, you gave him the advice that he should give them a chance, give them a try, because they're so close to liberty. But then um, I wonder what is different between that and the whole thing with Lee Doran and bureaucrats. Okay, now we need to explain a little bit further here for listeners that may not know what you're talking about. The idea of liberty minus one is that uh, somebody who claims, who proclaims publicly to be in favor of liberty, you have enough conversations with them to discern that it's actually not in point of fact that they are in favor of liberty, that they're in favor of freedom on a number of issues with the exception of one or two or three or who, you know, they'll have their, their pet issues that they believe that the government should be handling. And in the case of what Alex's call was all about was it was his, uh, co- these college kids in this Young Americans for Liberty group that seemed to be relatively, uh, favorable towards the idea of a federal government military. And uh, clearly, if you're in favor of uh, true freedom, then that means you couldn't possibly favor a coercively funded military. Now, maybe he never really got to drill down enough, and maybe he didn't ask the right questions to ascertain what their true beliefs are. So I'm jumping to a bit of a conclusion here. You know, it's certainly possible that if he asked the right questions, that they may have admitted, oh, yeah, yeah, we'd rather have the military voluntarily funded, in which case that'd be fine. Uh, But as it stands, the military is not voluntarily funded. So we're going to presume they were in favor of that. But that's the idea of liberty minus one. Yeah, I like freedom, except on this issue. And when you combine a bunch of people with liberty minus one together in, say, Congress, then you've got 400 plus people that all are liberty minus one, if you if you even had that situation, which you don't have. Uh, but then you'd have all of these people spending their time trying to vie to get their issue uh, into the public light, into uh, passed into some sort of legislation. And they wouldn't be spending time at, uh, working toward liberty. They'd be spending time on their minus one, on yeah, that one issue. That generally seems to be how it is. And then they make deals with other people on their issue. Their issue. And what do you have? You have a big old giant government. Right. And, and that would presume that you had a whole Congress full of liberty minus ones, which you don't. You've got a whole Congress full of statist authoritarians for the most part. Uh, so that's what that's what that means. Then you reference Lee Doran and Bureaucrash. Bureaucrash is an organization that uh, was at one time favored heavily by uh, the hosts on this show, at least me. Uh, I enjoyed them because they were doing some really great uh, liberty outreach and talking about freedom. And, the, the you know, the whole idea of Bureaucrash was to essentially approach promoting freedom, promoting liberty in a different fashion, more of a outside-the-system kind of fashion of just, you know, grassroots, getting the word out to people and, you know, crashing bureaus or crashing bureaucracy. It just kind of had a real hip feel to it, unlike something like the stodgy old Libertarian Party, which is a bunch of, you know, old, crusty old white guys sitting around in, in you know, Washington, D.C. So the bureaucrash had a real fresh, young feel to it, and it, it seemed to be growing, and it was I thought it was pretty exciting. A lot of their clothing is uh, is pretty cool. They got neat T-shirts. Yep, and so they're they're hip. Right. Well, then this uh, Lee Doran character is hired as the uh, the head guy after Bureaucrash's parent organization refused to get behind the Motorhome Diaries, which was uh, Pete Ayer and Jason Talley, the former crashers in chief at Bureaucrash, were setting off to do this uh, wonderful little tour around the country they've been doing for the last several months. And of course, we've talked to them about it quite a bit, MotorhomeDiaries.com. But because the uh, parent company Bureaucrash didn't want to, uh, which is CEI, didn't want to get behind that, they uh, Pete Ayer, who was the 
Crasher in Chief at the time, left. And so they had to fill his position. And they filled it with this character named Lee Doran, who is not a liberty minus one person. He is a pretty much a conservative. I asked, uh, I interviewed Lee Doran on the phone and I lost the recording because I wasn't very good at it at the time. And Lee Doran uh, answered the questions, the world's smallest political quiz, 100-100 libertarian. That's good. Uh, but from our conversations with him on the radio, uh, where we got to ask him you know, more detailed questions and things like that, I did not get the impression that this guy was in any way of, uh, of a liberty mindset. He may have agreed with us on some issues, but he was not a liberty minus one at all. And he was definitely taking the organization in a direction that uh, I thought was much more, uh, much more unprincipled than it had ever been. And so really it was just a question of who do you support? You know, you're you're mixing, I think, your issues here. The question for Alex last night was, well, does he continue on in working to persuade these individuals? Whereas your question is about a group. Your group is your your question is about a, supporting an organization. And there are a lot of liberty-oriented organizations out there, some more so than others. And I, for one, am only interested in supporting the ones that are more principled rather than the ones that are less principled. So I got behind the groups uh, that were formed by. Jason and Pete, from the former Crashers-in-Chief, they broke off and they formed free agents, fr33agents.net and .com. And those are great websites that are doing essentially, you know, I, I think a better job, more decentralized job of outreach than the, the bureaucrat organization. So really it's just a question of where do you put your resources, where do you put your focus? Does that answer your question? Well, I mean, because you were saying these people are so close, and even if bureaucrats takes a, a bad direction. It's still people that are so close to uh, being, you know, to almost complete liberty or whatever you want to call it, that I just don't see why you would stop fishing off of that pier. Well, you know, okay, no, like one's you stopping you. Stop no, no one's stopping you stop from going there. Bureaucrash has a social website where there's forums and things like that and chat rooms. So nobody's saying that you shouldn't go and try to you know, recruit over at Bureaucrash. I know there are probably some people that are still doing that. But for me, my time is limited. I only have so much time that I can go and spend on social uh, networking websites. And I've chosen to support a website that's operated by people that have principles. So that's, that's my choice. So you can make yours and I'll make mine. How's that sound? Well, I just—I mean, if you want to bring more people to liberty, why, why skip the easier fish? Well, you know? well, no, no, I think you're not understanding here. I only have so much time in the day, and most yeah. of it is uh, filled with doing free talk live-related stuff. Are you saying I should spend time doing things to recruit people from bureaucrash? Well, I'm saying that it's not good for the movement to just write them off and encourage your entire audience to write them off. I don't like it when people make claims about what's good for the movement because I think it's a really collectivist statement. And I think that everybody in the movement has different ideas for what's good for the movement and nobody's ever going to agree on what's best. So what I think is best is that everybody do what they feel is right. Um, so I, I don't necessarily agree with that, that statement at all. So encouraging people to not do that is not a collectivism thing at all, but... <laughs> Um, well, I personally like didn't. I just did it, right? I I didn't uh, encourage anybody to not do anything or do anything. I'm just saying when I hear people make the claim, you should do this or you shouldn't do this because it's what's best for the movement. It just it just gets under my skin. I just don't like that statement. 
Well, are you also are you also suggesting that I should uh, have not quit the Libertarian Party publicly last year after I continued to see it sliding down into the realms of statism and supporting uh, not supporting liberty on all the issues all the time anymore? Do you think that I should you know be battling it out and trying to regain uh, the once principled position of glory for the Libertarian Party? Well, I don't think you should just write them off, you know, because it's it's easy fishing, you know. Well, then you go and do the fishing because I don't feel like it anymore. But perhaps um, in, in defense of the Libertarian Party thing, um, you know, I've, I've, I've got to say the, <laughs> the National Liber- Libertarian Party hasn't done much for liberty that I can tell. Um, and I think that people do, you know, have a tendency to get tired of it and, and uh, realize that it's not going anywhere. And then why wouldn't they find Free Talk Live as a result? I mean... Thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate hearing from you, and I appreciate the critique. 800-259-9231. I encourage my listeners, I t- we talk about uh, things like that on the show, because I think that supporting the right organizations, the one that are really out there supporting freedom, is where people should put their money and they should put their time. If you want to go and recruit in those other ponds, you're welcome to. Good luck. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Hour 3 is on the way. As a small business owner, you know that communication between clients and employees is essential to your company's success. Email is part of your company's DNA, but you didn't get into business to manage email. It's time to evolve with DNAmail.com. Get Microsoft Exchange-hosted email services with free activation and setup, 24-7 support, and 99.99% guaranteed uptime, all starting at $8.95 a month. DNA Mail even supports your BlackBerry and iPhone and offers a free Microsoft SharePoint Internet portal to keep everyone connected. Look, you know what it costs to set up an email system. Don't blow your budget on fighting viruses and having an IT specialist on call. Save time and money with DNAMail.com. Every standard or unlimited exchange mailbox will get a free copy of Microsoft Outlook 2007 or Entourage 2008. Call us at 800-628-3204. That's 800-628-3204. Or visit dnamail.com and join the evolution. This is Free Talk Live. We are kicking off the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Julia, where are you going to take us next? Oh, uh, well, I found this story that I, I found is a little interesting. It's it's not particularly spectacular, but it involves people being mistreated in public schools. And I believe I mentioned earlier that that's sort of an issue that's important to me. So this is out of Jackson, Mississippi, a public high school there. Everyone knows 17-year-old Sira Strugis is gay because she's never tried to hide it. But when she, when she, who is also an honor student, trumpet player, and goalie on the school soccer team, wanted her senior photograph in a tuxedo used in the 2009-2010 yearbook, school officials balked. Traditionally, female students dress in drapes and males wear tuxedos. Dress in drapes? I think that means, you know, they gave you those silly little dress things. to. I never took senior pictures, but when you take senior pictures, it's my understanding that they give you the little, like, dicky, which is just the top of a tuxedo or a dress, so everyone looks uniform. 
Um, in you, my case, it was uh, the, the tuxedo was split down the back, and uh, you just slid into it. Right, so, so that in the yearbook, all the seniors are uniform, is what it is. I see. Is basically, it's this little just slip thing that they put on top, so just for the picture. So she was, wearing, willing to, she was willing to be uniform, in that she was willing to wear the tux that all the guys were wearing. It's just right. that this principal did not like that very much, huh? Correct. And, and it's also my understanding that when you get senior pictures taken, that you go and, I mean, you pay somebody a decent amount of money to take these pictures, and then you, like, choose one for the yearbook or something like that so you're allowed to take these pictures and then you send it in and they just didn't approve her her picture because she's wearing a tuxedo i see you'll okay. be lucky to get the uh the, 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 they get the all the pictures and you'll be lucky to get the one that you wanted in at least that's how it was for me i yeah like i said i never took senior pictures but i've had lots of friends that did um, so what's this bureau kind of have to say for himself um well now the american civil liberties union of mississippi has gotten gotten involved issuing a demand letter to Principal Roland Greer to publish the picture in the tuxedo. The ACLU says it's giving the school until October 23rd to respond before pursuing court action. Good for them. A secretary for Greer referred questions to Copaya County School Superintendent, who declined comment on Thursday. That's funny, you know. They, they, they don't have they to do say that. anything. <laughs> no, they really don't. They'll get your money either way. Strugas says that she should be able to decide how she looks in her senior photo. I feel like I'm not important, that the school is dismissing who I am as a gay student and that they don't care about me at all. All I want is to be able to be me and be included in the yearbook, she said. And I don't imagine this young lady wears girly things on a daily basis. Or she, she sounds, I mean, if she wants to wear a tux in the school photos, she's probably somebody that is not, you know, in a dainty lesbian, shall we say. Right. It says right here. The tux is who she is. She wears boy clothes. Yep. She's athletic. She's gay. She's not feminine at all. This is the mother of, of this young lady. Uh, she's blocked a few soccer balls in her time. Right. Apparently. Uh, S- <laughs> Strugus says that uh, she took the pictures over the summer instead of with the other students last year, but that she used the same studio. And like I said, these are not cheap photos. It costs a lot of money to go mm-hmm. and get these pictures taken. In August, Rodriguez said she received a letter from the school stating that only boys could wear tuxedos. Rodriguez said that she met with the assistant superintendent, who told her that he didn't see any regulations about the issue in the student handbook. But when she talked to her principal, she was told that that it was his conviction that she would not appear in the yearbook in a tuxedo. So basically, he is the law, basically. Yeah, the principal doesn't like that she's a lesbian or that she's wearing a tuxedo, yep. and he doesn't want to put the picture in, even though it's not against the silly rules anyway. Well, here we are again in the same old discussion that we have about the government schools, right? Because if this, was, if this were a private school, then if they didn't want to allow her into the yearbook, she could say, well, then that's it. I'm, you know, I'm not going to go to school here. Though I guess this is senior picture, so it's almost over at that point. But uh, nonetheless, maybe it would be known that the principal well, was a bigot. And not to mention that her parents have all their lives paid the, been forced to pay the property taxes that fund this school. And therefore, whether they send their daughter or not, they've got to pay for this guy who does not accept what their daughter wants to wear. Right. That's the problem. The problem isn't whether or not a school bureaucrat, you know, a, 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 you can be a bureaucrat and not work for a government. I mean, there's been bureaucrats and, uh, you know, b- people who work in bureaucratic type jobs. You you can be a bureaucrat um, and, and not work in a government job, but some bureaucrat doesn't want to let her picture in. Fine, if she's been, uh, if, if she's voluntarily entering into the situation. Now, but she isn't. Yeah, um, in, I would say that in the in, in the case of a uh, you know Christian or private school or something like that, they're being nasty because they're catching her right at the end of it all. You know? I agree with that, but but at least in that case, you might know. 
you know, word might have gotten around that principal so-and-so is a real jerk and doesn't like uh, gay people. And so in that case, your parents, because obviously she's not, as you say, Julia, she's not hiding that she's gay and has never done so. So obviously her parents know she's gay and her parents wouldn't send her likely to a school in which they knew that the headmaster was anti-gay. So that, that, that school wouldn't get their business. But because this is a government school, they're forced to send their business there. So they, they have to pay for this school, whether they utilize it or not. And as long as a government school is going to exist, as long as they're going to force everybody to pay for it, then I think absolutely this young lady should be allowed to wear the, uh, the tuxedo. Or whatever she wants. Well, you know, I can understand that the school book has, you know, certain rules saying, well, we only want our school pictures to be this way, they're not going to let if, – if every man has to wear the tuxedo and every girl has to wear whatever the girls wear, then it would make sense that you can't come in with a clown suit. I mean, I like the idea that she should wear whatever she wants, but it's – you know, I can also understand having certain rules uh, for you know, the, 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 the pictures in the yearbook. Well, this girl actually wants to be in the yearbook. I remember one time when I was like 13, I didn't want to be in the yearbook and they forced me to take really? pictures. Yes. I, I said like, I'm, you know, I'm not really interested. I don't like taking pictures and my parents aren't going to buy them. So I don't really want to go. And like the, they like walked me down there and I think I was frowning in, in my picture <laughs> on purpose because it just made me so mad. So it's funny that they, they actually gave her the, I mean, they're telling her that she can't be in it. They, they used to force us to take pictures for the yeah, yearbook. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I I, uh, I I knew there were some people that really, when I was in high school, did not like being in the, the yearbook photos, and they would do everything they could do to get out of it. You know, they'd skip school that day or, or that's whatever. That's the thing to do. I mean, the, the rest of it seems like a a, a big a big to-do about nothing, but if you don't want to be there, just don't come to school that day, it seems to me. Now, when I was in high school, we had these senior pages in the yearbook where each individual could kind of customize their own page. And we've had stories in the past about certain high school yearbooks refusing to allow certain pictures. There was a guy that had a like a rifle that you know he was really into hunting or something like that, and he wanted to you know you customize the page. It's, it's about you, and so people will put in their hobbies and the you know the things that they enjoy and the pictures of them with their friends. You're and not stuff allowed like to that. like hunting, son. Right, and he was told he wasn't allowed to do that. So I wonder if this uh, policy would extend if they had those senior pages in this case. Would the principal also shoot her down if she was customizing her own page in, in this way? Like if she wanted to wear a tux on her own custom yearbook page? Well, you're, now you're completely in the area of speculation. Yeah, yeah but, but what a jerk. I mean, this guy's a jerk. And you can't do anything about it. Again, now the ACLU is going to step in and maybe they'll get away. Maybe the ACLU will have the clout that's necessary to, uh, to deal with this. Well, the lady who's taking the case says that there have been many cases where schools will not allow... Um, same-sex couples to go to proms and things like that mm-hmm. and also won't allow girls to wear tuxedos at proms and that they've really? challenged that many, many times and have been successful. Okay, well, that's um, good. So, Well, if you can get the ACLU behind you, then I think your odds increase of actually making something happen. And we were talking earlier about how, with that. how difficult it is, especially when the whole system is aligned against you. And if you can't afford your own lawyer and for whatever reason the ACLU isn't stepping up, then you're in a real tough spot. I think Plus, the unfortunate part here is that the uh, the, the citizens of that uh, town that are forced to pay for this this uh, you know this principal to be employed, mm-hmm. um, that school board and all that stuff, they're going to have to pay for the lawyer that that school board's going to hire in order to you know to to fight this tooth and nail against this girl wearing whatever it is that you know the tuxedo in her pro- in her uh, uh, you know yearbook picture. Yep. As far as I'm con- this 
is nothing. It is nothing, people. Big, fat, hairy deal. Right. This gal wants to wear a, a tuxedo in her picture. Who cares? It's her business. It's just a great example of how these bureaucrats will micromanage as much as they can possibly get away with. She's got probably got a short haircut, and nobody would have noticed in the first place if you would have just let it put it in there. And you know, big deal. Yeah, the tuxedo and the dress tops look pretty much the same anyway. In a black and white yearbook. Uh, usually senior pictures are color. All right, more coming up here. 800-259-9231 coming on this or bring up anything. It is Free Talk Live. Hey, podcasters. FTL has a new advertiser with a somewhat unusual arrangement. They're paying us for people that fill out their online form for inspections for their basements. You won't believe how affordable a dry, usable basement can be, and FTL gets 50 bucks for... Everyone that fills out the online form at basement.freetalklive.com. 500 bucks off, a lifetime warranty, and a free water watch alarm. Just go to basement.freetalklive.com, click on free inspection and estimate in the upper right-hand corner, fill out the online form, earn FTL 50 bucks. Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those, including the chat room at chat.freetalklive.com. Best time to go in is during the show. It's open all day, though. Chat.freetalklive.com. Now is the time for you and your family to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. FrontSight provides just such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. Secure a FrontSight defensive handgun course plus the 30-state corresponding concealed weapons permit and a free handgun. Go to FrontSight.com today. That's FrontSight.com. All right. Let's take your phone calls about whatever you want. Scott's in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Scott. Hey, how you doing there, Mark and Ian? How you doing tonight? Julia is here uh, as well, and the name's Ian. What's on your mind, Scott? Well, I just wanted to call in and ask you guys uh, a little bit about the Bible again tonight. Um, I just wanted to ask you guys if you, either one of you guys or Julia believe in hell. No. What? Yeah, none of, I, I guess none of us do. Uh, I, 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 do I sort of believe that uh, I, I believe that you create your hell daily. Um, if if that is you know what you want, that's what I, you're I think, creating. I think you can create hell daily for yourself. However, I also believe that you can be redeemed from hell um, daily if that's what you wish to do. Okay, can I read something to you? If it's brief. Okay. What uh, is it? Okay, Re- Revelations chapter Shocked. twenty verse thirteen says, um, "The sea gave up the dead were in it." And death and hell delivered up the dead were in it, them that were judged, every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death of the fire. All right, it's going on a little too long for me. What does that mean to you? Okay, so I'll just explain to you real quick. Um, When you die, do you think that um, it's all done with? No, no, I think that uh, I think your spirit lives on. That's my personal opinion. Julia, what do you think? Um, I'm kind of a. I. I mean, I guess if I put much thought into it, I. I, I guess I think that your life just ends and that's that. Um, but I don't. I don't really know, and I also come from the position of I don't really care. Like I. I'm not somebody who spends any amount of time thinking about what happens to me when I die. All I th- am concerned with is what I'm doing right now. 
I would say that uh, I have no idea what happens. I, I kind of like the idea that uh, one's essence would sort of continue on in some it fashion. It's thinking otherwise. Um, but, you know, there's obviously there's no way for me to come to any conclusions on that. Well, okay, I'll just explain real quick. Okay. What the Bible says, when you pass away, your soul either goes to the heaven or it goes to hell. And what that, when I just read that to you, that hell is separate from the lake of fire or brimstone. Okay. So that means when you die, if you do not believe in the Son of the Father of Jesus Christ, then your soul will depart to hell. Well, didn't they just say that the, the hell was thrown into the lake of fire? Does that mean it's it's gone and taken care of, disappeared? Didn't it burn well, up? What what my wife got up the other morning and she asked me a question. She goes, "Honey, is hell? What's the difference be, between hell and the lake of fire?" And I said, "Well, the difference is when you die, your soul goes only to hell if you're not saved." But when we see this, sec- when I just read to you about the second death, that's where the Lord's going to bring everybody up that died in the sea, uh, in the ground, and in hell to stand before the Lord. And then they're, with their body and soul, they're going to be thrown in the lake of fire or brimstone. So wait, wait, let me see if I'm understanding what you're saying. You're saying that uh, naughty people will be sent to hell, and then at some point the uh, the God in the sky thing will uh, pull you out of hell and then throw you into a lake of fire and brimstone. The, that's the great white throne judgment. That's, that's what correct. you're saying. That's I've got that clear then, right? I'm understanding right. you correctly. So what is, a, what is hell then if it's not uh, eternal damnation or torture? What, what goes on in hell before you get thrown into the, uh, the lake of fire? Well, your soul gets, is basically tormented day and night for uh, until ever and ever until you are brought up for the judgment before the Lord. Why would God do that to his, the, the, the creations that he loves? Well, see, because that's Satan's tor- territory. Well, no, 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 no. God, God, uh, Satan doesn't create anything. Satan is a created being. Is my by understanding. their religion, by yeah, right. As as I understand it, this is what I was taught in, uh, you know, in Christian teaching is that God created Satan, therefore Satan can't create anything. So cre- Satan didn't create hell. God created hell for Satan, right? That's correct. That the God has controlled or already defeated Satan. That's so, right. So it's, why it's, would God throw me into Satan's torment place? Well, if he because loves we have to understand that we have to seek Him in faith and to believe in Him, and that's. Like you didn't answer the question. The about that. Right, but but uh, I understand that um, you know that's that's what I'm supposed to be doing. However, he gave me the facilities that he gave me. He gave me the mind that questions and the mind that actually came up with the questions that I have. God gave it to me. He created the world in which I am. It's like God creating the rat. It's God created creates the maze. God tells the rat, if you don't find the cheese, you're going to hell, be tormented forever and ever and ever. Um, and it just it seems unfair. And you then know? we're told that God is loving. Yeah, and all then, loving. And then I'm supposed to believe that God's that God loves that rat. Do you, do you believe, uh, Scott? That well, I mean, maybe we we need to question the premises here, Scott. Do you believe by your religion, your belief system, that God, your God, is all loving? Well, I do think God wants uh, all the people to go to heaven. Yes. I so, think is, so God is does. God all loving? Uh, um, yeah, God is it's a pure true love. Yes, He's a pure true love, but. Uh, what we've got to understand is in Second Peter chapter 3, it says, Thou shalt all repent, unless they shall perish. So 
you know. So well, now, how would I that just, how do you justify how do you justify knowing that this God of yours will throw people who've never hurt anybody else, throw people who've never done harm to another person, throw people into some sort of lake of fire or eternal torment, and they at the same time that the same God loves those people. How do you justify that? Okay, well, I justify it is see in the Old Testament. When you I'm not, okay, can you can you answer the question without referencing that old book? Okay, all right. Let's just you say personally, that Scott. God, God how do does, you internally justify it? God loves everybody, but God also is going to punish the wicked. And it's wicked to not believe in. Doesn't, doesn't God, didn't God define wickedness? I mean, He's the one who created wickedness. I mean, I didn't even get to pick that much. Eve, um, and, and this makes a heck of a lot of sense, is punishing me for what the heck Eve did, creating, um, putting eternal uh, sin into the world. Uh, excuse me, it's Eve introduces sin, and then he can somehow create Adam and Eve without sin, but he can't create the rest of us without sin because Eve brought sin into the world. What kind of cockamamie bullcrap that is. But, um, you know, God's going to punish me for what Eve did? Well, the thing is this. Um, the, the bottom line is is that scientists have, uh, dis- discovered that they're, the inner core of the earth is on fire. And they said it burns at 12,000 degrees. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is in, uh, in the Revelations chapter 20, it's saying that once you're brought up for the great white throne judgment and you're not saved, your body and soul will all be thrown in there where you will suffer day and night. Is he a sadist? Is, is God, your God, a sadist? It's just an old Bronze Age God, mountain God that people are scared to death of. It's so nonsensical. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Sounds sadistic to me. I'll let you create this system that, well, we'll come back and talk more about it. It's free talk a lot. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, they are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Facebook profile is available for you. You can become a fan at facebook.freetalklive.com. That's facebook.freetalklive.com. Dot com. And take the startpage.com seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your Big Brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, and unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy within your search. Start the seven-day challenge today, startpage.com. So we were just talking with Scott from Wisconsin. He's called in a few times. He's very, very religious of a uh, kind of a Christian persuasion a uh, big believer in the Bible and, and such. And inevitably, you know, we ask some of the questions that we love to ask of people that are, are such devout believers in those things, because, Mark, you were uh, raised a, a Christian. You went to a Christian school for a number of years. Am I right about that? Yeah, that's correct. 
I was also raised, I was raised as a Presbyterian version of the Christian religion. What was your uh, denomination? Um, I, I taught Sunday school at a Methodist church, but, uh, you know, I sort of studied. When I really got into the whole Christian thing, I was in prison, and that was just sort of an evangelical thing. Oh, really? So when you went to school, as a, when you went to a Christian school, it didn't have a denomination overhanging it? That, um, actually, that it's Dutch Reform, but the schools are, um, tend to not talk about denominations really at all. I see. The Dutch, Dutch Reform. Dutch Reform. The, lots of different uh, denominations have their own sort of calling, and the Dutch Reform are very big on setting up schools. Okay. Well, uh, and Julia, you went to a Mormon church. Well, I was baptized Catholic as I baby and but my, your family's italian right but my parents were never very religious at all and like we all stopped going to church when i was like eight and then i was baptized as a mormon in my early teens by my own choice for who knows what <laughs> reason because you aren't the same person uh today that you were then yeah well. and uh that didn't last very long i was i pretty much i at one point in time i called myself an atheist probably when i was like 16 now i mm-hmm. classify myself as just not religious i just don't care would that be agnostic i don't know i don't spend any amount of time at all ever thinking about what happens when you die and all like i just don't i all i think about is my life now and that's it so we were talking with Scott, who is a very devout Christian, it seems, because he's, well, every time he calls in now, seems to be addressing the issue of um, religion, and tonight he was talking about going to hell. And and I can totally respect where Scott's coming from, because the vast majority of um, Christians out there believe essentially what Scott believes. He may have delved into it and have some specifics on Revelations, and I think that there's one book that could have been left out of the Bible, um, but... I, I respect where he's coming from because he believes in that we are going to hell, and he and it's the worst possible thing that could happen to somebody. And yeah. he's trying his level best to make sure that doesn't happen. And I respect that. If somebody, however, believes like Scott believes and isn't trying to prevent their friends and family and people they know from going to hell. Do you really believe it? I mean, the the mm. Bible says that uh, you know there's powers and principalities at play that have that are that are far greater than what we're experiencing. What we experience through the five senses here, according to the Bible, is nothing in consequence to the the greater spiritual battle going on between God and Satan. If you believe, if you believe that, that that is true, yeah. what the heck are you doing working for a living to provide for your family? Get out there and save people from hell for mm. God's sake. Get on the street corner. Find as many people as you possibly can. But do they Berate have to? them. Shake a Bible at them. Do whatever it takes to get them to to believe in what it is that you believe so that they won't go to this place of eternal torment. But then they'll lose all their friends. Right. I mean, you well, it's, <laughs> they, might, they might come to the conclusion that, they're, that they really don't believe their religion as thoroughly as they might believe that they believe it. Hmm. Um, Scott, when he calls in, you get the feeling that guy believes it. Yeah, okay, that much is true. Unfortunately, what he believes in is all kinds of confusing. And it's one of the reasons, a lot of these questions we were asking are some of the reasons why I became an atheist when I was, uh, I think I was about 16 when I finally came out of the closet as an atheist. And I held on to those beliefs for you know a solid decade or so uh, until now I've uh, embraced the, uh, the ideas of pantheism. But we asked a question about you know the, this concept that you're taught, because I went to Christian camp. And I went to Christian, uh, you know, I went to Sunday school and stuff like that. And you're taught that God loves you in the Christian religion. But then on the other hand, how could someone who loves you send you to a fiery, eternal, horrible torment? How could that, 
how do you juxt- how do you justify well, that belief system? I, I can defend if I if, you know a small amount, but then I'll rip up the defense. Um, the idea is is that hell is in fact not a place. Of, this is what I was taught. But hell is simply a state of separation from God. God can't abide your sin, even though He created the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He created the opportunity for sin. From he created even, sin. Right. He right. had to have. He created everything. Right. right. Um, so. So God he knows abide. what it's like to he, be... He can't abide this sin, so in fact, hell is just separation from God. However, this is the Almighty we're talking about, who probably could create a state of being that was somewhere between eternal torment and eternal bliss with him for the creatures that he created, the facilities, the other minds that he, they created, that he created with them, and their reasoning, the capacity that he created. He could probably figure out someplace else for them to go. But no, they have to go where the demons go. It's all. It's just an awful belief system, and it just is. It's so nonsensical. And, and and my question again was: Is is this God, this Christian God, a sadist? I mean, the idea is that uh, this God creates all of these wonderful things, and then uh, you know says, "I love you." And, and then on the other hand, if you don't do exactly as uh, is prescribed in some old book, if you don't choose that one particular religion out of the thousands of religions that are available in the world, if you don't choose that one particular belief system, then they would have you believe that this so-called loving God will then send the, your, his own creation that he supposedly loves to eternal torment. Now, most of the world uh, is most of the world Christian. No, these days no. It's the, 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 no, uh, no, no. Most of the world is not Christian. What What is most of the the world? Well, if you um, want to know the the China. largest religions, is probably uh, you know whatever they are in China would be my guess. But, so most of the world now by Scott. So then by Scott's belief system, most of the world's population doesn't believe that Jesus is a you know their savior or whatever it is that because he was saying you had to believe in Jesus as their savior. There's in some order provision to to... in Romans where they try to slip through the, uh, the the this this sort of thing where they. Um, you know, if if you don't know about uh, God, then it's okay, then you won't go to hell. But if you've heard about God, then you're going to go to hell. Right. Something so they've like got that. Christian missionaries that are all around the world trying to spread the word about uh, God. So, I mean, presumably there's a majority of people in the world that are going to hell. I mean, by that understanding, uh, presuming that most people the, have heard of Christianity. It, it is the, uh, the, the narrow path, my friend. It's just sick. Doesn't that seem, a, doesn't that seem sadistic to you? I, I, I can't see how anyone can call, can call a you. judge... Fair, or excuse me, call God fair and just and loving when it is that He has set up this system by which I will. I have nothing. There is nothing in my reasoning capacity that God didn't give me. He gave me the ability to choose itself. So then I choose. You know, the best. The best I can come up with is. Mm-hmm. This stuff isn't so. That re- Christianity is a conglom- that as it is today is a conglomeration of religions that have been brought into it. That even the belief in hell is in fact a belief in Hades from the Greeks, which is the religion that the f- New Testament was written in. That these things are um, that that many of the beliefs of Christianity are are simply brought in from Zoroastrianism. That is just a conglomeration of g- beliefs and therefore not to be believed um, as as literal truth. I'm not saying that there's not some nugget gets in it um, and and I do believe in primitive Christianity as it was uh, as it was practiced by many of the early churches but you know this this idea that if I don't sign on to what this this whole hell thing that I'm going to go to hell and that Jesus Christ is my personal savior many of the early Christian churches didn't believe that Jesus was God they believed that Jesus was just a prophet that was the, I believe the whole purpose mm-hmm. purpose of the council of Nicaea was simply to decide on the godhood of Christ Mark 
I'd like to say as God that I love you, but if you don't believe in the Christian religion, you'll be tortured for all eternity. Yeah, I mean, thanks, that's, the, that's the message. 800-259-9231. That just seems so silly to me. I love you. Now burn forever. What? It's absolutely silly. 800-259-9231. I think the, it, My favorite parts of the Bible are when they sacrifice the virgins to the same God. <laughs> More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. It's in your these, Bible. Read it. In these remaining moments, I don't have one. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time, maybe, for your call. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian here. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, we ask that you become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, and get on more radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, Expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com, and you'll get perks, too, like access to the Amp Only call-in lines, chat room, forum, the Amp Only podcast, and more. It's all there for you. Get all the details. Get signed up for as little as 3 bucks a month at amp.freetalklive.com. We go right into your phone calls about whatever you want, and we'll talk to Frank in New York first. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, good evening, folks. Hey, what's on your mind? Very interesting and entertaining discussion. I just wanted to say that in the Old Testament, uh, God is defined as a jealous God. Yes. You may have no gods before me. Correct. Me, 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 me. Yes, and it's very I think much we that have way. to realize that all organized religions, from the earliest ancient mystery Babylon religions to the Egyptian priesthood of Amun, through uh, <clears throat> uh, Judaism, through Christianity, uh, they all are regimes of oppression. They keep us from doing what we need to do to be happy. Mm-hmm. They always, you know, they always demand money, submission, uh, metaphysical submission, mm-hmm. uh, and they are regimes of control. And I think we must use our mind and our hearts sort of free ourselves from the oppressive shackles of organized religion. I agree completely. I think and that we must be tolerant. All of the great monotheistic traditions are uh, bred within a structure of intolerance, and that's yes. wrong. And that's it's really not human <laughs> It's certainly not loving in any way, shape, or form, and how those people can be so intolerant and at the same time claim to be uh, you know, of a loving mindset is, is also another uh, just uh, obvious contradiction. Absolutely, and the thing that makes religion the ideal regime of repression and oppression is the fact that you can never disprove the existence of the God, yeah. nor can you prove the existence of the God. Right. So it becomes the ultimate uh, sort of conundrum, and if you can project your power through the structure of religion, then you have the whole world to gain in uh, many ways, especially financially. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank Bye-bye. you, Frank. I'm shortest call ever. Thank you. Appreciate the call. 800-259-9231. That's the shortest Frank call. Uh, in fact, I don't think Frank's ever like ended a call by just punching out like that. Nope. He, had, he said him. what he wanted to say. Yeah, he got it out. Uh, 800-259-9231. You know, 
I like what you're talking about before. I don't believe in a uh, you know Satan figure or hell or anything like that. But if there is some sort of evil presence out there, it would seem that uh, it has manifested itself into organized religion. I mean, look, they're so intolerant. Julia, that's kind of what the Bible says is going to happen. Really? However, every Christian that believes in what they believe believes that it's all the other Christians. The other, they the other guys, they yeah. tend to, to point at the Catholics often, but well, whatever. and that's that's what I wanted to bring up, Julia. You and I were watching uh, Penn and Teller this season, season seven, and they did one. I think it was the last one. The last one yeah. was about the Vatican, and it was just the most disturbing. One of the most disturbing episodes I think I'd seen. Yeah. They talked about all the sovereign immunity that the that uh, politicians grant priests when mm-hmm. it comes to cases dealing with child molestation and things like that. And how the church uh, does the Catholic Church seems to do everything it possibly can to cover up uh, incidents of uh, of child molestation and just the the guys in their robes. There's these there are all these old men that look really creepy in their red gowns and just. They did. They just look evil. The, the Pope does not look like a nice guy. No, he's. The, cre- I would not want him to be my grandpa. No, they they look intimidating and frightening and uh, and sick. Just hollowed it's a huge, out eyes. Huge, huge business. I saw a Sarah Silverman video here um, recently on the internet, and she said. Uh, you know, basically did her normal shtick, and she's very, very funny. Um, basically said, sell the Vatican, and solve world hunger. <laughs> and you really could. It's it's incredible the value that's uh, that, that's uh, like gold hold up in there yeah. in the Vatican. It's just a huge business, people, to separate you from your money. Let's continue with your calls and talk to Ryan in Washington. Ryan, you are on Free Talk Live with Ian Julia and Mark. Hey guys, hey, uh, Ryan. Real briefly, real quick. Um, you were looking for a term to call Julia for the last break. I think she may be what you refer to as an apotheist. Apotheist. An apotheist. Is that? Did you make that up? No, oh, well, I thought I did. I woke up one morning a few weeks ago and thought, you know, that's, that sounds good. Because I used to refer to myself as an atheist, but it seems like all the atheists are, like, really angry and, you know, anti-religion. Right. Well, that's what I don't like about atheists is, is they they sort of, a lot of atheists I know, they take it from a religious point of view. I mean, they they believe so heavily that that uh, there isn't a god and i just don't care well and the, a lot of the, the kind of the neo atheist is the evangelical style right right and right. i don't i don't like that and i don't like being associated with that and, and i think people do automatically sort of make that assumption and i also don't like to call myself an agnostic because i believe and i could be wrong about this but i believe that means that you believe that uh, there's, there's that nobody knows the answer and that you don't know, right? And that you don't know, right. and and I do agree with that. But the the thing is, I just don't spend don't any care. time thinking about it. I don't care. Yeah. So yeah, I'm so sorry. I, I rejected the term atheist, um, kind of in the same way you've rejected the term libertarian. And uh, you know, I kind of woke up one morning and thought, you know, apathy and theism. That's exactly what it is. And then I googled it, and there's already a Wikipedia page on it. <laughs> it wasn't just me. <laughs> There you yeah. go. Ap- apatheism or an apatheist. That's cute. Well, Wikipedia's goal is to uh, catalog all human knowledge. Perhaps they just got to it uh, that morning when you uh, were woke up. Could be. Could be. Never know. Thanks, guys. Ju- Julia has given it her seal of approval. Yep, I like it. I, I just always have said non-religious because I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I really just don't give it any thought at all. It does not cross my mind. I don't care. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Thank you, Ryan. 800-259-9231. I like the idea of constantly looking for answers that can't be found. 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to waste my life like thinking about all this stuff that we're no, none of us are ever going to know the answer to. You know, uh, um, I, it, it's probably due to the fact, my wife is basically this in the same boat. She just doesn't think about it at all. And it's probably due to the fact that you weren't indoctrinated so thoroughly. I can't help but just ferret, try to ferret it all out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm the same way, dude. When, when I have spare time, I go through YouTube videos of other people who have the same uh, predilection that I do of trying to figure out this... The I'm not nonsense that, that goes into I don't you weren't indoctrinated no, nearly I as thoroughly as I, I thoroughly as I was. I mean, I believe I was thoroughly scarred by this religion that they mm-hmm. call Christianity today. Yeah, I, I have a fraction of, of what you have. Uh, you know, it, the the silly nonsense beliefs that I was taught come back to me. They just boop, yep, boop, pop right into my mind, even though my current self, who I am today, has rejected those ideas based on rationale and understanding and ex- choice. expanding choice yeah. and expanding my mind and, and you know coming to conclusions about certain things in life. And you're right, Julia, I'll never know for certain, but I've come across a a particular belief system that gels with what I think makes sense and what I like to believe. Right, what makes you comfortable. Right, that that is is all the case. But nonetheless, even though I've got this new viewpoint, they still just, the thoughts just come in as though like, oh, you're going to go to hell for that. Oh, you're going to, you know, this kind of just nonsense, just the silly beliefs. You're going to be judging. I'm constantly doing the the, the prosecutor or defense attorney thing in front of God. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't tell you how many times in the shower I spend, you know, just, just preparing my defense attorney's speech for uh, God, you know, the, the God that is the yeah. jury. And only God could be the judge and the jury, right? I Even mean, though you, in your belief system, believe that you are part of, of what, what you want to I call God. I am the Messiah, for right. God's sakes. That's, that's what I believe, but it's, it just it keeps coming back from right. that old religion it's where so, you're going to... It's gonna, poison. You, you, whisperings, <laughs> lying, and lines of sin. When you get to heaven, right. they won't let you in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk to Ron in Arizona. Ron, you're gonna uh, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, hi. The only thing I want to say, the only rule about buying gold and silver is you can't use plastic or checks, and it always has to be in cash, and there's no record of it. I make jewelry, buy and sell jewelry, and buy silver and gold here in Arizona, and there's you don't there's no tracking of it. Yeah, someone was was calling last. I think it was Frank actually who called last night. Last night the guy came on and was kind of a scare tactics for everybody and it's not true right claiming the government can track down all the gold out there yeah that that's that's not true i think it's true for bullion only like if you're buying uh, a pallet well no that that and um you know if you're buying from the government's uh gold eagles and gold double eagles and things like that i think that that's according to some guys on some shows that that can't even be tracked Hmm, maybe so in fact that's a safe way to buy gold and silver because coin falls under art or something like that. They're not going to get mine even. Any, if they come to my house saying, well, it looks yeah, here, exactly. Mr. Edgington, that you have, a, door. You have uh, mm-hmm. 10 ounces of gold sitting in here. We'd like you to hand it over now. <laughs> Don't get answer out of the here. door. Don't answer the door for strangers. Said, is there gold-sniffing dogs now? Yeah. If you don't, thanks for that call. I appreciate you clearing that up. If if you don't, uh, if, if I don't know where it's going. Well, anyway, don't open the door. Yeah, don't. Thank you. Don't open the door for somebody you don't know. If you aren't expecting someone to come over, and you know that whether it's a cop or somebody trying to confiscate your gold, there's no benefit to you from opening the door and talking to them. And we're going to do a short extra show because I have something I want to read, and right. it's just for me. Internet listeners, stay on board. Radio listeners, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow night at freetalklive.com. More in moments. You're listening to the live Internet edition of Free Talk Live, brought to you by amp.freetalklive.com. No FCC licensed stations means zero censorship.
Call in at 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. Some style. Unique design features. Okay, this is an extended internet-only edition of Free Talk Live. Doing two in one week. Yep. This one's really just for me. Um, every once in a while in your email box, you get a joke that's just so gosh darn funny that you want to share it with everybody. And uh, so, I, you know, since I do read things for a living, I wanted to read it to everybody. And I think it's just, it's just hilarious. So the phone lines are open. Amplifiers are welcome to use the amp lines to call in. We also have the public phone line number, which is 603-435-1105. 603-435-1105. We're currently live at free, uh, freetalklive.com and libertyradionetwork.com. So uh, thanks I can't for stay on, on too long. I've got to get home. My dog rolled in uh, in uh, bad eggs. Um, out oh! The chicken. Yeah, it's awful. Oh, that is so. One of the reasons I'm so glad I don't own a dog these days. Yeah, yeah, dogs do love stinky things. <laughs> so I've got to go home and clean a stinky dog for uh, the second time today. Yeah, how do you clean? How do you uh, wash your dog? It's a big dog. It's a big dog. She's not that big. Yeah, um, but it's, your dog's like seventy or eighty pounds, right? I no, mean, no, she's not that big. Really? She's, she's probably about the size that Jesse was. Maybe okay, slightly, a little fluffier. Yeah, about that. Okay. So you clean her in the bathtub or what? Yeah, in the bathtub. Okay, that's good. Soap her up with. Because it'd be a real. Actually, Unicure has a really great shampoo that uh, is is very concentrated and very good for you know not only washing your head but washing the dog too. Well, it'd be a real. Unicure.com. It'd be a real pain to have to take a dog and hose it outside in this kind of weather. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's so. no fun. All right. No uh, fun. So you've got something you want to read, but you're gonna have to wait because somebody called in already. Okay. So we're going to the amp line. Uh, and who's this unscreen call? You're on Free Talk Live Internet Edition. Hey, it's Alex in New Hampshire. Hey, Alex, what's on your mind tonight? Go on uh, Google News and just type in flag and look at the first result. Uh, well, can you give um, us a hint? Because not everybody is necessarily able to, uh, they, they, not everyone has their hands free to do such a thing. Well, uh, apparently my, uh, my neighbor here at UNH decided to, uh, he wanted to hang a flag, uh, an American flag outside mm-hmm. of his window. And uh, the school said that he wasn't allowed to have it. Because uh, there's nothing allowed on the exterior of the building, ah. such as like uh, antennas, et cetera. Right. Well, the the kid's dad was in the army, and the kid is one of those Republican, you know, for God, for our country, for sure. the troops and everything. And he called the the media, and he was on Fox News this morning. They did a live interview outside my room. Wow. Uh, they yeah, and it's all over the place. And the first result on Google News is about this flag. Yep, and I he's see that. Getting phone calls nonstop. <laughs> so so this is so uh, they're they're pumping this up as though it's like a, an awful thing that you know he's being targeted because he loves America and uh, blah 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 that kind of thing. Right. Oh, so uh, so thanks for the uh, the heads up on that. Of course, I think that th- this is an interesting case because you've got a, a school that inevitably receives some public funding. It's um, University of New Hampshire uh, school. I mean, it's right. essentially so a government school. It's easier if it was a private school because then you can just say it's in the contract and you're a tenant here. Yeah. Yes. And but it is it is an agreement, right? I mean, you can't put things outside of the. I mean, it's not wrong for them to have rules about how the dorms are supposed to be taken care of. So I think I'll side with the school on this one. Yeah, I'm, I am too. Let him have his own damn apartment somewhere off campus, and then he can fly whatever flags he wants as long as the landlord's okay with it. Yeah, I'm just surprised at how he's got national media attention. I mean, there's CBS, Fox News walking down the hallway with their cameras everywhere. 
I'm not surprised. I mean, these these kinds of stories will pick up attention because it's it's I don't something try to that'll solve, set people off. I don't try to solve these little problems. The fact is, the problem is that the school accepts uh, government money, and if the school's going to accept government money, then they might as well accept the the government uh, idol um, hanging outside their window. But then they have okay, to accept. Right. But then they have to accept me hanging a uh, "Don't Tread on Me" flag. Don't accept the damn money, then. Absolutely. If if he if he gets to hang that flag out, you better damn well bet I'm gonna hang out my "Don't Tread on Me" flag. That will be <laughs> awesome. Oh, please let us know what happens, will you? Sure thing. Thanks, Alex. Anything else you want to share? No, thank you. Good night. <laughs> that would be perfect because he's right next door. <laughs> Thanks, dude. All right, six zero three four three five. 1105 open phones here on the internet extended internet edition of free talk live all right mark you want to share an email forward this better be good it is it's hilarious it's called do i need my rim shot uh no i don't think so roping a deer author unknown and probably for good reason actual letter from someone who farms writes well and tried this so in the first person i had this idea that i could rope a deer put it into a stall feed it up uh, on corn for a couple of weeks, then kill it and eat it. The first step in this adventure was getting a deer. I figured that since they congregate at my cattle feeder and they don't seem to have much fear of me when we're there, a bold one will sometimes come right up and sniff at the bags of feed while I'm in the back of the truck, not four feet away. It shouldn't be too difficult to rope one. Get up um, to it and toss a bag over its head to calm it down and then hogtie it. (laughs) That'll calm it down? Transport it home. Anyway, let me let me tell the story. And I would not be calm if someone put a bag over my head. I can tell you that you're not a deer. Fill the uh, I filled the cattle feeder and then hid at the end of it with my rope. The cattle, having seen this roping thing before, stayed well back. They were not having any of it. After about twenty minutes, my deer showed up. Three of them, in fact. I picked up a likely uh, good-looking one, stepped out from in the end of the feeder, and threw my rope. The deer just stood there and stared at me. I wrapped the rope around my waist and twisted the ends so that I'd have a good hold. The deer still stood and stared at me. But you could tell tell it was mildly concerned about the whole rope situation. Mm -hmm. The problem with uh, people reading things like this is they tend to laugh too much. I took a step towards it, and it took a step away. I put a little tension on the rope and then received an education. The first thing that I learned is that while a deer may not may just stand there looking at you funny while you rope it, they are spurred into action when you start pulling on that rope. The deer exploded. The second thing I learned is that pound for pound, a deer is a lot stronger than a cow or a colt. Wow. A cow or a colt in that weight range, I could fight down with a rope and with some dignity. A deer... No chance. Wow, they're so skinny, you wouldn't yep. think. That thing ran and bucked and twisted and pulled. Just there all was muscle, huh? No controlling it. You know, this is what they say about a dog versus a wolf. You know, you you, you uh, domesticate a, uh, a wolf and suddenly its teeth get shorter and it's, uh, you know, it, it gets fatter and all these other things. And, mm-hmm. and um, so the, the wild ones have to be tough. Yeah. The thing... Ran and bucked and twisted and pulled. There was no controlling it, and certainly no getting close to it, as it jerked me off my feet and started dragging me across the ground. It occurred to me that having a deer on a rope was not nearly as good of an idea as I had originally imagined. Wow, he was being drugged across the ground. Yeah. The only upside is that they do not have as much stamina as many other animals. After a brief ten minutes later, 
<laughs> well, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. I was tired and not nearly as quick to jerk me off. It was, it was tired and not nearly as quick to jerk me off my feet and drag me when I managed to get up. It took me a few minutes to realize this since I was mostly blinded by the blood flowing out of the big gash in my head. Oh, God. At that point, I'd lost my taste for corn-fed venison, and I had mm-hmm. wanted to get this devil creature off the end of that rope. Oh, dear. I figured Cut if the rope. I just let go with the rope hanging around its neck, it would go. It would likely uh, die slowly and painfully somewhere. At the time, there was no love at all between me and that deer. At that moment, I hated the thing, and I would venture a guess that the feeling was mutual. Mm-hmm. Despite the gash in my head and several large knots where I had clearly, um, cleverly tried to, to arrest the deer's momentum by bracing my head against various large rocks as it drugged me across the ground... I could still think clearly enough to recognize that there was a small chance that I shared some tiny amount of responsibility for the situation we were in. So I didn't want to have the deer suffer a slow death, so I managed to get it lined back up in between my truck and the feeder, a little trap I'd set beforehand, kind of like a squeeze chute. I got it to back in there and started moving up so I could get the rope back. Did you know the deer bite? They do. Never in a million years would I have thought that a deer would bite somebody. So I was surprised when I reached up there and grabbed that rope, and the deer grabbed hold of my wrist. Now, when a deer bites you, it's not like being bit by a horse where they bite you and then let go. A deer bites you and shakes its head like a pit bull. They bite hard, and it hurts. The proper thing to do when a deer bites you is probably to freeze and draw back slowly. I tried, however, screaming and shaking instead. (laughs) My method was ineffective. It seemed like the deer was biting and shaking for several minutes, but it was only likely several seconds. I, being smarter than a deer, though you may be questioning this claim by now, tricked it. Well, I kept it busy tearing the tendons off of my right arm. I reached up with my left hand and pulled the rope loose. That was when I got my final lesson in deer behavior for the day. Deer will strike out at you with their front feet. Mm. They will rear right up on their back feet and strike wow. right out about head and shoulder level. Their hooves are surprisingly sharp. I learned a long, a long time ago that when an animal, like a horse, strikes at you with their hooves and you can't get away easily, the best thing to do is to try to make a loud noise and make an aggressive move towards the animal. This will usually cause them to back down a bit so you can escape. This was not a horse. This was a deer. So obviously such trickery would not work. In the course of a millisecond, I devised a different strategy. I screamed like a woman and turned to run. And the reason I had uh, uh, always been told not to run and turn and run from a, uh, a horse that paws at you is that there's a good chance that it will hit you in the back of the head. A deer may not be so different from horses after all, besides being twice as strong and three times as evil, because the second I turned around to run, it hit me right in the back of the head and knocked me down. Jeez. Now, when a deer paws at you and knocks you down, it does not immediately leave. I suspect it does not recognize that the danger has passed. What what they do instead is paw your back and jump up and down on you while you are laying there crying like a little girl and covering your head. Now, do you think this is embellished? I don't know. It's so funny. I don't care. (laughs) I finally managed to crawl under the truck and the deer went away. So now I know why people, when they go deer hunting, bring a rifle and a scope to sort of even the odds. These all these events are true. So help me God, an educated rancher. Wow. All right. Well, there you have it. And I, now I'm wondering what a deer sounds like. So. Just curious. What is that? A deer. Okay. Or more than one deer. All right. Uh, phone calls are coming in. It is an extended edition of Free Talk Live. Internet only. No FCC. Six zero three four three five eleven zero five. You're on the air. Who's this? 
This is Stuff in New Hampshire. Stuff. What's on your mind? I have two things to call about. Um, first off, the um, the whole flag incident reminded me of my youth when I would listen to a band called Anti-Flag. Mm-hmm. So they had several songs, um, like Fuck the Flag. You know, it talks about, you know, here's a flag, take this match, burn, burn that fucker, fuck the flag, and stick it up your fucking ass, things like that. <laughs> but um, also, I actually wanted to ask Mark a question. Yes. Since this is almost like a um, masturbation session, since right now only the hardcore people are listening. It's probably uh, true. Mark, let me ask you a question. Okay, so who are the top three activists in New Hampshire, in your opinion? The top three activists in New Hampshire, in my opinion? Top three and you can't mention um, Ian or yourself. Okay. <laughs> you gonna ask your, I know you're going to say yourself, though. So. If he said himself, I'd slap him full of nonsense. You know, I'm I'm pretty impressed with uh, what um, you do. Uh, first off, I think that uh, you have rightly pandering. Yeah, I'm I'm not. I'm really not. I believe that <laughs> that Keith does. Uh, you know, he deserves the the title he has got of, of oh, activist am, of the year. By the way, my name is Stuff. This is not Keith. Sorry, sorry, Stuff. Um, I believe that uh, you, you, Keith uh, uh, Carlson deserves the uh, title that he has uh, gotten from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Um, secondly, I really like what uh, uh, Dennis. Uh, his name's slipping my mind. Dennis Goddard. Uh, Dennis Goddard. New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Yeah, um, he, you know, he's 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 really on top of the political stuff and, and knows what's going on. And I I think that he has uh, managed to orchestrate some events that have uh, brought uh, liberty to more people. And I'm I'm for that. Um, number three, kind of tough for me. I uh, you know, Don Lincoln's working behind the scenes very hard. She doesn't hit the headlines very much, but uh, you know, I like her. Anybody you think I've missed? About Mark Stuff? Warden. What's this? What do you think about Mark Warden, who used to advertise on Free Still Talk does. Live? You think he'd be advert? Oh, he does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So even though he advertises, you still don't count him. Well, <laughs> I, I I don't know much about what he does. I mean, you know, I, I all I know is that Mark Warden's a, a realtor, and he's you know he shows up at some of the political events here. He bought and there, the party but, bus. Yeah, he bought the party bus. That's a, you know neat. Which the party bus will be coming here to uh, Keene over this weekend. Uh, Keene is having its pumpkin fest. We did not mention this on the air tonight, but the Keene pumpkin fest is happening tomorrow, and it's all in downtown Keene. And, of course, the big question is going to be, will there be a crackdown? Uh, the police are promising a crackdown on the cannabis celebrations that have been happening in downtown Keene on a daily basis. Keith, are you coming out to the uh, the cannabis celebration tomorrow? I mean, stuff? Of course. Um, someone will be there. However, um, I think the big question is, will there be freezing rain or not? That's the big question that I'm interested in. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. So we'll find out because I know the uh, the activists and the regular Keniacs that come out on a daily basis are absolutely planning on making an appearance and smoking up uh, tomorrow while the entire Central Square area will be filled with people. So we will certainly let you know what happens on tomorrow night's program. I think uh, that you guys should uh, you know t- take it to the sidelines. I don't think we that, have. We yeah. moved it out of Central Square across the street. To the front of the city building, which, which, as I pointed out, and this is Rich Paul that gave me this idea to point out, uh, he's one of the, the, the organizers of the cannabis celebrations. We're taking it in front of the city building, which is an area in which uh, innocent little children should not be. You should not be bringing your children to a place where such horrible things happen. Hmm. So, uh, so if anybody complains about the children who are standing in front of the city building, then that's a bunch of, that's a bunch of crap. Speaking of the 420 celebrations, there is some new information that just became available today that I think I will share with your um, listeners right now. Okay. There will be 
cannabis incense at some of the 420 rallies now. So really? it might might confuse some people. Or <laughs> that's cool. I appreciate that, and so, I think that having some uh, some distractions for the police tomorrow is going to be very useful if they really are going to crack down. And some people are saying it's a big bluff on the police's part. So we'll we'll find out. So, Stuff, were you trying to trap me there with your question? I mean, you were hoping that I'd, you know, answer something differently. What was what was the purpose of the question? No, I was just interested just um, because Dennis Goddard actually um, had, like, a discussion on the this website called freekeen.com. Heard of it, yeah. Recently with some other people. And so some people were calling him out for not, you know, whatever, not being as good as activist as he could be or something. Jeez, I can't and believe that. And I was that. thinking, what the hell? He's probably one of the top ten activists in the country. Wow, and I didn't see that. Course, I must have missed those posts because I didn't see anyone calling Dennis out for being a bad activist. I saw him being responded to for uh, for essentially taking a position that the candlelight vigils were were bad idea. Uh, the candlelight vigils that have been held out in front of the uh, one of the police sergeants' houses, uh, the, the police prosecutor who's been known for having a bit of a temper and has attacked a man and put him in a wheelchair, uh, and out in front of also the judge's house. Dennis had had uh, posted. Was it that thread that you're referring to? Yes, that thread. Yeah. I think Dennis uh, Dennis is uh, is a little out of line, and maybe we'll address it because he's expected to be on the show as a co-host at least one time. I think tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but next week rather, sometime next week. I'm trying uh, to make that happen. Right. So maybe we'll actually address it while he's in the studio here. But he said that there's an us versus them attitude, and I'm I'm particularly aff- afflict, uh, afflicted by it. And I think that's a bunch of nonsense because okay, I'm I've, sure you got a lot of the people on the phone lines. I better go. Thanks, stuff. Appreciate it. Uh, so. <laughs> Strange man, uh, but a great guy. Really, uh, stuff is really a great activist, and he's out there. Uh, he's one of the doers. He's one of the people that's, really that's getting out there and, and getting it done. Um, but so Dennis accused me of having an us versus them attitude, and I'm sorry. I don't. I just don't see that. I have been on a ride along with one of the police lieutenants here in Keene. That's that's been videotaped. You can We've been see working it. not to do that. I mean, you you both you and I have been trying to get onto a path of of not doing the us right. versus them. Right. I've I've uh, one of the founding members and participants in the police hugging squad. How many oh, police officers has Dennis hugged? How's that us versus them? Also, uh, I've had drinks with uh, Lieutenants Maxfield and Lieutenants Thomas. Uh, we had They came up to a, f- a Social Sundays event, and about seven activists gathered around a table with them, and we all had a conversation for a couple hours. So there's that, and uh, and you know, so the the police hugging squad, and we had a meeting with the with the police chief. Sam and I did that went very well. So I don't really understand that particular accusation. How how could you define that as us versus them? Let's go to your calls and Ampline. You're on the air. Uh, well, you're on the internet. Hi, uh, my name's Ida. Hey, Ida. Ida. Hi. Um, I just wanted to talk, comment on the police thing. Uh, my stepfather was actually a police officer. Okay. And um, the thing is about police, they are totally fine when they're off duty. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're usually just normal people trying to make a living, trying to give their families a better life, but when they're on duty, they do a lot of things that they might not normally do in private life, like use violence against people or make judgments that they otherwise might not make. So, And, and did you observe your stepfather doing these things? Well, I know that uh, he always believed what he was doing was right when he was on duty. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he was pretty well indoctrinated, I guess, but... Um, I think that now, in retrospect, he probably regrets some of the things he does now that he's not. There's some of the things that he did now that he's not a police officer mm-hmm. anymore. 
But you like, uh, you think so? Thing. I mean, he's had a, he had an entire career to um, to be indoctrinated. I mean, I would imagine that he, at that, that point, people aren't challenging a lot of their beliefs at 50 and 60 years old. Well, generally. it's funny because um, when he was a police officer, it was during the Bush administration's years. Yeah. And uh, he worked for the government previously, like he was in the army and stuff. But when Obama was elected, he suddenly became very anti-government. Ah. <laughs> What a shock! It was kind of funny. <laughs> the Mark, the Mark Levin, liberty and tyranny uh, uh, phenomenon. Well, it's it's, yeah, so. it's the typical it's, phenomenon of these so-called conservative types who uh, will they're all in favor of whatever the government does as long as their guys are in charge. But as soon as the uh, the other team gets a hold of it, then then it's all about liberty again. And as far as I'm well, concerned, it, we yeah. can we should capitalize on that. Like we should use their mindset at this time to you know to talk about. To, to essentially address their issues that they would normally be in favor of the government doing at this time. And warn them that, hey, all this is going to happen again. again. Show them what happened during the Bush administration. While they're upset about uh, tyranny, show them that it's, you know, the Republicans aren't going to save you as best you can. Mm-hmm. Ida, any other thoughts yeah. for us tonight? Well, um, I, w- I was just wondering about activism. Uh, you guys are... You guys are performing activism right now by having your show. You found a way to turn that into an income stream. Yes. Um, and I was just thinking about all the people who have to work um, in a traditional like job, like they're employed, they pay taxes, that sure. kind of thing. But are you there, Ida? Oh no! I don't oh, know where was... that was going. I hope she will call back. Well, I, 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 let me let me take it a direction, and maybe you can answer the question. Hold on, six zero three four three five eleven zero five is the open phone line. Also, she was on the amp line, so Ida, uh, amp lines are open as well. Would love to have you uh, finish that question up. Perhaps, um, you know, perhaps the question has sort of come up around here is, you know, it it's kind of easy for you guys to be active, you especially, because my activism really is the show, selling the ads for the show, things like that. I mean, I I, I get involved to some extent in, in politics type stuff, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's not that much to even get involved with when it comes to politics. Usually it's uh, centered around, uh, you know, a few days a year and doing things and stuff like that. But, um you know what what does the average person do who has to make a living and can't just go to jail um and you know whatever it is that you you folks are doing uh, we got a call coming in here maybe it's her uh you are on free talk live extended internet edition hello hello is this ida yep sorry and is this ida in new hampshire yes okay go ahead with your question to... you got cut off halfway through can you recap it well i was wondering um People have put activism, they've made it a pretty high priority in their life in Keene. Um, like, you'd call them Keeniacs or um, liberty activists. But I was just thinking, how much of a priority should it be? Like, should I be willing to, should I be willing to sacrifice long-term goals for this? Or, I mean, because I have things that I want to accomplish in my life that I feel like the state might get in the way if I push it too far, you know, like... I would say that you have to answer. I, I could not answer that question for you, Ida. Oh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just seeing what people's opinions are. Like, I'm not saying answer it for me, but, like, for you, what would your opinion be? Well, you know, Ida, you, you really have uh, hit on a, um, a real issue. I mean, we had uh, 
we had a huge spike in listenership on our podcast, and to, to us, that's only an indication of what listenership is because we're on fifty mm-hmm. something stations too. But you have to assume that some people listening on the radio may have listened long, listened longer, oh. that kind of thing. The day that Ian got arrested for that couch, um, yeah. so to some extent. His, uh, you know, the, the activities, the act, the activists' activities, double as stunts, as um, mm-hmm. from from the radio standpoint. We don't look at them that way, um, but mm-hmm. you know, the the listeners, they, they 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 effectively work in the same way as a stunt. Right. Work. It's not my intention to get uh, arrested or go to jail, but if those things happen, then we do to some extent benefit. I mean, the show does benefit. Yeah, since when... you're self-employed and since your business, you know, like any excitement helps your business out. Yeah, there is that, and I am yeah, I do own my own business, and since I'm an entrepreneur, I have the ability to be a little bit more choosy uh, or be um, select more activism opportunities that other people might not necessarily have because they have a, a certain schedule that they have to go, you know, they have to adhere to, or else they'll lose their job. So I think that that your question is something that each individual has to ask themselves and answer based on what's in, what is important to them, what is most important to them. Uh, for some people, it's very important that they accomplish certain lifelong goals and if they if they step out of line and the man doesn't like that very much then they'd be smacked down and it's possible they won't accomplish those goals and so for those people i would say you need to keep your head down low enough to where that those things won't happen to you for other people that just don't give a flip about uh, those sorts of things and they're they're willing to put it all on the line then i say you know put it all on the line it all depends on your some of the activism around here isn't that dangerous ida i mean yeah I, i understand there's a lot of people do a lot of things here that don't um, that don't involve getting arrested. Uh, for instance, the disobedient six, as it were, as they're as they're known, that got arrested in uh, the, the the courtroom for when 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 Sam got arrested, they they basically wouldn't leave the room because they wanted to see how Sam was doing. There mm-hmm. were quite a few more people in that room that didn't stay. They left. So um, you you one can stick around until the rubber hits the road. Um, for instance, you can lots of people go in and film in the. Uh, the, the courtrooms and things like that, and then put their cameras away when the judges, or when the uh, the bailiffs and and that kind of thing tell them to put them away. I think the more the bureaucrats even see the cameras, the better off they are. I really do believe, as Dave Ridley says, that uh, cameras are the hill to die on for for liberty activists here in uh, in New Hampshire. Yeah, personally, well, there's so many other issues too that need to be addressed as well. I agree, though. but I think that the cameras provide a foundation in dealing with those issues because you can then film the bureaucrats once the bureaucrats are used to being filmed and there's just there's no more argument about that then so many other things can be handled i think mm-hmm. my so, opinion well i don't know i'm trying to find a way to find a compatible path between activism and making a living but sure. sometimes well, i wonder like if i can really take it as far as i want to what is important to you what do you want i mean what what are you what kind what of are activism you torn about well i guess you know, you want what everybody else wants, your own little piece of the land, you mm-hmm. know, a little chunk of earth to make a home and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a steady job where you're actually contributing something instead of just leeching off of the system. Okay, so yeah, I like see what that's, that's what something. you want from a personal perspective as far as life uh, life achievements. But what about activism? Yeah. What, what, how, does it, how is your desire to be active clashing with those goals? It sounds to me like there is some sort of... Uh, what kind of activism are you interested in? I think it's it's that um, I feel like if someday they challenge my principles, like if someday I'm caught with marijuana or 
someday I'm caught maybe vending food without a license or something like that, mm-hmm. that I won't, I won't just give in and maybe it'll just be one push too much and I'll just say no and end up in prison and lose my job and that kind of stuff. I'm just well, I'm wondering if, like, when it comes to that, will I make that decision? Ida, th- those things that you mentioned there mostly can be dealt with with a fine. And I think you do plenty of, uh, you, you'd be doing plenty of activism by just standing up and saying, I'm going through court. I'm not just going to pay your little uh, your, your little fine. I'm going to take this as far as I can take this. Right, and unless you're dealing in pounds of marijuana or something like that, if you're just talking about a joint or a baggie or whatever of you know, personal use marijuana, you really aren't looking at severe prison time. You're looking at, as, as Andrew Carroll yeah. found out, he didn't pay the fine this year when he held a butt of marijuana out in his hands and was arrested for uh, marijuana possession. He spent nine days in jail. But he no. chose to do those nine days. He got a he got a four hundred and twenty dollar fine that he could have paid, which would have been the right, same fine that he would have gotten. What's? But that's not going to prison. I mean, no, well, whatever. She's that, that's prison not, and jail is the same thing for for the average person. I understand. She's going to lose her job <laughs> if she goes to jail. Maybe, maybe yeah. David Cruz, uh, one of the activists here, did go to jail for a number of days uh, on the disorderly six thing that you were referencing earlier, Mark. And his his he told his job in advance. I mean, it's not like they unexpectedly put him in jail. He knew that it was coming up, and he told his job, "Look, I'm I'm going to jail here for this amount of days. Can I still have my job when I come back?" And he was valuable enough to where they said yes. So I guess it's the difference between, you know, are you making a habit of going to jail or is it one of those things where you get caught with something, you make a stand and then you move on? I think that's where a lot of the activists, you know, have come from, where they've been busted doing something and like a speeding ticket or whatever. They make a stand for themselves and in many cases get away with it. Uh, one of the yeah. activists here, Nick, that's Riders. the thing, um, Ida, is with enough uh, hullabaloo that the, uh, you know, all these Keniacs are going to raise around your little marijuana um, conviction. It could very well be that the, the judge decides to drop it rather than, um, yeah. you know, convict you. And the fact is, you're going to pay 420 bucks whether you take it to court or not. Mm-hmm. I'm, so, I have to say, I'm another bl- thing, go ahead. Sorry, another thing I was thinking, though, was, I mean, maybe people are doing some small-time activism in Keen now, but what if it grows? What if people start tackling bigger issues that um, have larger penalties? I mean, how Some far of them are, are bound people... to. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's going to keep snowballing and snowballing. Well, I, I don't think so. you have to keep up uh, with the Joneses there. I think no. that any any small contribution is a huge contribution because most, most people, people are not doing it. Right. Most people aren't even willing to vote. I mean, I mean you know? the, just clogging up this uh, the, this you know this court thing that they have going on in the uh, the city hall. It's not even a constitutional court. It's created by the legislature. To me, it is a crime that the thing exists. So I think it's important. I'm glad you've called in on this because I think it's an important question that a lot of people are at, find, probably asking themselves. You know, they're hearing the stories about uh, people going to jail and getting active and putting it on the line and taking risk, and they're 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 you know maybe excited by that and they they wish they could contribute at that level. But if you don't feel like you can at this point, then that's okay. I think that what's I think that what's most important is is just getting out of your comfort zone a little bit. That's that's what I think is uh, is useful because that's how you grow is you you get out of your ruts and you get out of your comfort zone and and that doesn't mean that you put it all on the line it doesn't mean that you have to take significant risks or anything like that but it is important to think about well if this happens i am a marijuana consumer you know you might say to yourself i consume marijuana there is a chance someday i'll get pulled over and they will find it on me what will i do in that case and that's one of those things where you know if you decide to go and bow down and and pay the man no one's going to uh you know be upset at you for it but at the same time if 
if you do decide to make a stand, then you will you can count on the fact that you'll have people backing you up. Chances are good the uh, the penalty won't be any different as paying the fine to you know taking it to court. And there's some things that you can do that are real. And, and I I know you personally, Ida. You live here in Keene. Uh, there are things that you've done that I think have been incredibly helpful that don't really get sung from the rooftops. And I think there are roles for people that are more behind the scenes types that they have an important job or they have an important goal they have to reach and they can't really put anything on the line or take the risk. So when Sam, our uh, our buddy Sam from ObscuredTruth.com went to jail for 58 days, for a portion of those days, you were his roommate and you'd mm-hmm. moved into his home and Sam has a kitty um, and she's not a very friendly kitty. Um, and you, <laughs> you were taking care of Sam's uh, cat for him while he was in jail. And that's just one of those things that makes it easier for somebody who's in Sam's position, who has a little bit more wealth built up. He's, you know, a decade older than you and, you know, he's uh, he's got more wealth to where he's uh, more of an entrepreneurial kind of person. He doesn't have a job to report to. He has that freedom to where if he spends some time in jail, it's not the end of his world for him. And being in jail does still make things inconvenient, like getting the bills paid, or in this case, taking care of the kitty, and you were able to really help him out in that particular, that's that one little way that can make a big difference. So I think there are also a lot of roles that have yet to be filled, because thankfully we haven't had too many people going to jail for too long, but those roles will need to be filled if more people are going to be put into uh, to prison cells. It's kind of the, the role of uh, of supporter of the people that are willing to take more risk, and I think that those are yes, you can as important. To, like- Plug amplifying is a way of possibly supporting, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, amplifiers do help. Oh, but there's also, of course, the CD Evolution Fund, which we've been talking, uh, Mark, you and I, and Sam, and uh, the other board members have been meeting recently about the CD Evolution Fund and talking about Kurt Hoffman, who's, yeah. who's currently in jail for 180 days. Uh, just, you know, as an example of how one can help with this situation. It's cdevolutionfund.org? No, cdevolution.org. cdevolution.org. That uh, that one can help out, even if one is not even in New Hampshire, you can contribute to that fund, and that's going to be money that's going toward, you know, whatever filing fees are necessary yep. and, and helping anything, Kurt out. Anything that we can uh, do to help Kurt as far as legal or, uh, you know, personal while it, he's in. I mean, I can't say that I, I find every bit of activism that Kurt's done to be, uh, you know, the most tastefully done stuff. However, that's the pers- purpose of the CD Evolution Fund, and I think in this instance that it's just outrageous that a, that a judge can't is going to put a man in prison for 180 days for not saying for you know telling him to say please. Yes, that's uh, exactly right. But it's it's the people that are behind the scenes that are really doing the most useful things. They're they're funding uh, mail-2-jail.com, Mike Barsky's website that allows folks to send a, an email, send over the internet a, a message that will be printed out, stuffed into an envelope, stamped and, and addressed, and sent to Kurt or whoever it is that's in jail, whatever activist it is. So being the funding behind these things is very, very important. You've got the activists like Barsky and others that are willing to do the, the grunt work of shoving stuff in, in envelopes, um, but you know they, they can't necessarily afford to pay for all of this stuff on their own. So having people behind the scenes sending funds to the various different places to, to help out is important, and also people just kind of helping out on the ground behind the scenes, like with, uh, with Auburn, Kurt's wife. You know, she's obviously having a tough time as a result of her husband being gone. But she, I know she's taken on a couple of roommates. A couple of uh, free staters have moved in. Uh, and inevitably, that means they're helping out with if there are animals at home Buns. and, you know, getting the bills paid and, and things like that. So it's uh, I, I think that those folks 
that are, you know, they're not getting the focus. They're not getting the blog posts written about them. I think what they're doing is as important as what the disobedient types are doing. Because if nobody backs up the disobedience, then they really are in it all alone, and then they won't have an effect. Right, and that's the reason that it's not happening everywhere in the world, Ida, is because those people everywhere that, that may have the, the cojones to do it elsewhere don't have the, the infrastructure to do it. So have we addressed yeah. your concerns at all? Yeah, I just wanted to get that out there since, you know, it was the podcast um, version of the show, and you guys you. were just kind of chatting about whatever, so... Thanks, Ida. Well, I appreciate that. Did you want to share anything else? Thanks a lot. Nope, I'm good. Thank you. See you later. That's Ida. She's from Keene, and she's an awesome little lady. All right, let's continue here. Uh, One more call. How about this, Mark? And then you can go to your uh, your wife, who's, uh, I guess, waiting. Got to go wash the dog. Right, right. Your dog. The other wife. (laughs) Hey, uh, you are on the air on the Internet Edition of Free Talk Live. Is it me? It is you. Okay. This is Matt from Illinois. Hey, Matt. Uh, I wanted to uh, mention, because you had Scott from... Scott who? uh, Scott from Wisconsin calling tonight. Oh, yeah, the religious guy. Right. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Eon. I like like how he calls you Eon. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I I, I had a thought about about Jesus, and and I wanted to address this while while Mark was there. Um, You know, there's this um, belief that Christians have that Jesus died for your sins. Yes, and uh, and when reading the Bible, reading it as historically, it, it seems to me that Jesus got died because he felt that people should really love and respect each other. Seems to me that's why they put him to death. I, you know, I, I, I it's, it sounds to me like he was stepping out of line from the religious folks, uh, the, the government at the time, essentially, and uh, you know, the government killed him because he was, you know, a dissident essentially. Because of the because of the. Uh, the thing where he flipped over the money changers. Yeah, that sure didn't help. Tables. That, yeah. All kinds of so, things. Everything he yeah, said, you know, stuck in the craw of the religious leaders at the time. And and you know that you know I'm a I'm a writer, and recently I've been getting messages from God Excellent. to write things. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I've I've found out because you know this is the word of God that I'm going to be writing now, and and I found out some things that maybe people don't know. Okay. Um, Give me an example. It seems, it seems like God is, is a giant mosquito. <laughs> Who would have guessed? He's, he's a big, huge mosquito. I mean, he didn't really make man after his own image. He made mosquitoes after his own image, and we just kind of evolved from them. Hmm. And it, it, he, he told me, he's, he's told me that if people don't start sending me gold and silver and other <laughs> precious metals, that they are when they die, they're going to go to Cambodia. <laughs> Put your hands on the, on the computer, brother. All right, feel, the, be, feel the power. They're going to be. They're going to be put in, in in naked in rice fields out there, so that his children can feast on them. You know, uh, um, only female mosquitoes uh, suck blood. <laughs> well, okay, his female children then. <laughs> Hey, Matt, thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate hearing from you. It's the uh, the big ones that are the males and the little ones that are the mis- the, uh, the females, right? No, I don't know about the big ones versus little ones thing. I believe that's the case. I've seen the long-legged mosquito-looking things before, but I didn't know. Yeah, those are the males. Okay. That's, it's as I understand it. Um, all right, so we're done. Uh, it has been the Internet edition of the show, and uh, this, of course, will be uh, also available later on the podcast. And thanks for tuning in, and thanks again. And don't forget, by the way, we've got the Free Talk Live listen lines that are available for you uh, you can go to listen.freetalklive.com 
to uh, to the startpage.com listen lines. Thank <laughs> yes, thank you for that. Uh, the start start brought to you by startpage.com and people have been saying good things about these which uh, these things which is great. I saw, I saw somebody post a blog post recently about the Liberty Radio Network one, but uh, I'll give you the number here and you can use these to tune in any old time from any phone anywhere 217-238-6220. That's for free talk live 24 hours a day 217-238-6220. And uh, if you change that last digit to a one, it will bring you to the Liberty Radio Network. Just more ways that Free Talk Live is delivering you content in every way we can. All right, we're done. Uh, See you tomorrow night, freetalklive.com. This is Ian. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time. You and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the Millionaire Patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a front sight defensive handgun course plus 30-state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar and get your free handgun. Go to FrontSight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T dot com. Go to FrontSight.com for your training and free gun. Again, that's FrontSight.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.